Christmas. Happy New Year. Happy Kwanzaa. Happy Festivus. Happy Winter Solstice. Happy, happy, happy. You can tell I've been having a cup of cheer myself. It is time. All right, stop, Santa. There you go. It is time for an annual tradition, our MacBreak Weekly Best Of from 2022. Actually, we don't do that one every year, but this is the first time we've done that. But we have been doing, I don't know, maybe 10 years we've been doing Best Ofs. We gave the team a little time off. We put together some of the funnest, bestest stories from the year gone by. Thank you for joining me. It's great to have you. And uh, stay tuned. Coming up, MacBreak Weekly Best Of. Podcasts you love. From people you trust. This is Twit. This is Mac Break Weekly number 850 for Tuesday, December 27th, 2022. The year's best. Mac Break Weekly is brought to you by Melissa. Over 10,000 clients worldwide in industries like retail, education, healthcare, insurance, finance, and government rely on Melissa for full-spectrum data quality and ID verification software. Make sure your customer contact data is up to date. Get started today. 1,000 records clean for free at melissa.com slash twit. Listeners of this program get an ad-free version if they're members of Club Twit. $7 a month gives you ad-free versions of all of our shows, plus membership in the Club Twit Discord, a great clubhouse for Twit listeners. And finally, the Twit Plus feed with shows like Stacy's Book Club, The Untitled Linux Show, The Giz Fizz, and more. Go to twit.tv slash club twit. And thanks for your support. Hello, everybody. Ho, ho, ho. It's time for our annual best of show. Micah Sargent, with the help of all of you, our viewers, and uh, some strange people we've never met before, has come up with a list of some of the best segments from 2022. So we're all off. Just relaxing in our post-Christmas haze, our stupor. Mm. We didn't want to leave you high and dry, so we've prepared a wonderful melange of events. Now, this is going to be basically in chronological order. And I guess nothing happened in January and February. We're going to jump right to March. But that was a very big day, March 8th. Apple announced some very interesting Products. I can't believe it was it was this year that the Mac Studio came out. Watch. I think, you know, so far so good. 429, iPhone SE, Friday Night Baseball. Then they get to the iPad Air. We These are things we expected. It's got 5G in it. It's got an M1 processor in it. Now, that's interesting. Not an A15, but an M1. Yeah. Now, it's the same, and Renee would tell you it's the same. But what I thought was intriguing, and I'm curious what you think, is this is really starting to verge on the iPad Pro, same design, yeah, uh, same processor, eight core M1. It's got USB C. Uh, they have a smart keyboard for it. Starts at five ninety nine, so it's a great price. How do we make the distinction? Or maybe we're going to see a, a Pro leap forward. What is what's going to happen here? Yeah. I don't know why you buy a- the Pro now. Yeah, I mean, uh, I'm, I'm, I've been looking at the specs just to make sure that I'm, I'm clear on things. Uh, you, the, the biggest difference is that you don't get Thunderbolt uh, on the on the Air. That Thunderbolt is now only on the iPad, uh, iPad Pro, and it's a very, very tight comparison between the 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 10.9 uh, inch 
uh, Pro and the uh, and the 11 inch Air, because uh, even if uh, external displays are still not a problem, because you can still connect uh, DisplayPort through USB C uh, on the iPad Air, you lose uh, higher capacity uh, storage. You lose uh, one camera, I think. But in terms of someone who wants a cheap and excuse me a, a mid range iPad laptop that doesn't necessarily want a 12.9 inch display. It's it really is the difference between how do you define yourself as a pro and if you can this is dissuade yourself of needing Thunderbolt uh, or, uh, or or 512 gigs of storage. It seems as though you want to save that money and get the smart uh, uh, get the magic keyboard instead. It's a similar display, but not exactly the same as on the right. uh, Pro. It's P3 True Tone, a but little it's, bit but less still, bright. Right. But, but it's not like LED, micro LED. Excuse me. It's, it's, yeah. Uh, but it's not mini it's, it's LED. Not, yeah. It's, it's not. It's not as though the the Pro is a mini LED. So you're not getting the the, the other reason for going for the twelve point nine when I bought mine was that I want that better display. Right. Uh, so there's still there's still you're not necessarily kicking yourself that hard for getting a Pro uh, twelve point nine if you wanted the M one chip. But, it does have the front facing you know. twelve megapixel camera. Now everything has that. Uh, that centering, you know, uh, center, stage, uh, center yeah. stage where it moves around with you. Uh, even the new monitor has that, which is I thought was kind of interesting. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I mean, it's you're going to have to really look if you want to get an iPad Pro at why you're spending the extra money. I think. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the, the, there's a huge cost difference between 500 nits and I think it's 1600 nits on the other on the other display. So yeah. they are definitely saving some money there um, as far as that goes. Um, but I think that uh, I think that it's a very usable Mac. I mean, if, if I was a school again, again, March tends to be a kind of a nod towards last purchases that schools might do. It's not a, not a bad, not a bad iPad to use. Yeah. If, if you're thinking about iPads, if you're thinking yeah. in that direction. Actually, honestly, uh, this could even be a college. I, I put oh, yeah. laptop in quotes, but this is a very capable, very system. solid. Yeah. And then everyone's fast. Yeah. They, they were, they were explicit in saying faster than the fastest competitive windows tablet up to two times faster than the fastest windows laptop in its price range. Uh, so yeah, they, that's what they're going for. It also is a flex on Apple Silicon now M1 everywhere, yeah. right? Um, mm -hmm. It's and so this is what's really going to be interesting is uh, uh, just consistent improvement in processors. Well, consistent and very <laughs> leaps and bounds. Leaps you and know, bounds. That's the, yeah, with everything, they're just they're they're starting to really flex. You know, and and again, we saw this when the M1 came out. Like when 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 they announced that they were going to go, they were going to have a new chip. A lot of us were like, we should buy a bunch of Intel machines right before they screw this up for the next year or two. And the first M1 came out and nobody I know, like everyone's like, no more Intel. Like, we're not going to buy any more of this because <laughs> yep. because it just you could just see what was going to happen. It, it was like when the M1 came out, I was like, if that's if that's version one, this is going to get really interesting. And then as we keep on seeing the the level of performance change between updates and, you know, it's only been a year and a half, right, since the first time we saw an M1. Uh, it's it's going to be a really hard pace to keep up with because again because it's all integrated because they're not working with outside you know folks to, you know they don't have to figure out how to get this chip to talk to that chip they don't have to deal with buses they can design whatever they want really changes the the, the playing field a lot it's just uh damn exciting <laughs> that's what i that's yeah. all i can say we haven't even gotten to the display yet we'll get to the display in a second but i do want to talk about <laughs> gpus because you know, they spent a lot of time talking about how great these GPUs are compared even uh, the to the Radeons that they put in the top of the line Mac Pros. Notice there was no NVIDIA mention at all. <laughs> yep. um, 
And Alex, you're the, you know, I always go to you to ask you about this because you're the pro user. You're the high end user. You understand what pros want. And of course, you had 150 people in office hours watching this together. What was the reaction? What is the feeling about the GPUs? People are pretty excited, <laughs> you yeah. know, to say the least. You know, I think that so that not everything is the GPU. A lot of it is the processing, the number of processors and how they handle it and how they, whether they can do it in parallel and, and so on and so forth. But um, on the other side of that, uh, RAM is a big deal. And here's why RAM is a big deal is because it means you can hold larger texture maps and you can hold larger models in the RAM while you're processing. So by having more, more memory available to the GPU, it means that those, you have much, much larger, um, texture maps. That, that means that everything looks higher resolution than it did before. Um, so it may not, it, again, it may not be able to process as fast sometimes. It, it, so that might affect, uh, do, handle effects and so on and so forth. But the amount of, of raw amount of, uh, resources. So I can have 4K texture maps instead of 2K texture maps or 8K texture maps instead of 4K. You know, those kinds of things, I can start throwing much, much larger imagery and much, much larger models. It also means um, I can do things like oversampling. So oversampling is, I know you need a 4K image, but I'm going to render a 16K image and then I'm going to bring it back down to four. And what that does is it handles all the little aliasing, all the little jagged edges along the edge of the model. And so those are the kind of things that you can do when you have a lot of RAM. 128 gigs on the Ultra. Um Boom. No, I don't like, think that, I mean, that's only the incredible. very highest end GPUs would have anything near that kind of. I've never seen a GPU with that much no. RAM. Okay. I think it's 48. I think 48 yeah. is the most I've ever yeah. seen. Right. But it's different. Again, this is a different architecture because you now have rarely do both the GPU and the CPU need all that RAM at one time. It's usually, it's oftentimes left kind of latent. So right. being able to share the, the shared memory architecture is incredibly important in this process. 800 gigabytes per second memory bandwidth. Is that a good number? It's fast. <laughs> I, I don't know. I actually, I don't have a reference point for that. I, it's really it's fast. I, I, it's, I don't, I don't know what the, I don't know what my current one is. I don't know what yeah, those yeah, ones are. Yeah. That's not, that's not a number I know. Yeah. 60 up to 64 core GPU. Um, but no, they're not CUDA cores. You don't get ray tra hardware ray tracing. Um, there are people who need that kind of stuff, right? And you don't not get unreal many. engine. <laughs> Like not not too many like like the ray tracing thing is cool, but it's not like you know I did uh, anyway. It's I did for the whole, gaming. I did, a, it's I did very... a big shiner ship. I did a big shiny ship for a for a space film without ray tracing. Without ray tracing. So, so I, I kind of yeah. look at it like oh, yeah. yeah, but that was a long time. It's, ago. It, it looks great, but the, the, what's more interesting is when when they start saying we can handle global illumination or physically based rendering in real time or something like that. Now you have my attention. Ray tracing is 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 hard, and I'm glad that they're able to do it. But it's the it's the global illumination stuff that is going to require a lot of RAM, <laughs> right? You know, to figure out, right? So. And you can do ray tracing in software, and it, in fact, somebody's saying, uh, uh, Dwindle's saying his Blender's cycle render does a pretty good job on the M1 mm -hmm. Max, but it's still faster on my 2080 Ti, maybe. But now let's see what the Ultra. And it'll be interesting. I mean, I'm less I'm less worried about real time and more because you can get there's not many games or even anything real time that really takes advantage of most of these most of this hardware. What I'm really interested in is to see how does Cinema 4D, right? You know, do this. How does motion handle this? How does you know those types of things, you know, handle the processors yeah. that are there? Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And it's it, it's sad to say, but it's the case that um, 
Mac is not a gaming platform. And yeah, I mean, there's, it's 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 a nice footnote to talk about. But the thing is, anybody who wants casual gamers have their needs well covered by other Apple products. People who are very very serious gamers who are going to be bemoan the fact that ooh, sixty hertz that's not a, that's a, that's a terrible limit. They're all they're they're not going to be interested in Macs to begin with for reasons that go beyond. Uh, having an M1 uh, M1 Ultra processor in there, so I don't think that's a that's yeah. a big deal. I, th- I, th- I think that what they're uh, I, I'm, I'm just saying. I think I think that the the needs for the studio were uh, that really huge, rich vein of customers between entry level basic productivity Macs and super super graphic chunking number chunking uh, Mac. Pros. We're talking about like the people who are creating videos on YouTube, make who have their own studio, look, uh, uh, producing digital videos, who need that kind of power, but don't necessarily need to spend uh, need the kind of power they need to spend six thousand dollars for it. And I think that this is where they've they've aimed these two uh, processors and these the versions of the studio. And there's a, Apple could become a big player in real time games because I think that there's a real blind spot in the gaming community, which is they don't really have a broadcastable solution. They have a a solution that gamers like to watch and they can fill a stadium once every once in a while with gamers, but they're they're not really hitting the mark on building a truly broadcastable game. And until someone does that, Apple, Apple could, you know, step into that market pretty hard, you know, and that's a, you know, an integrated game that scales to all the way down to your iPhone and, and Apple TV and all the way up to a Mac pro and um, broadcasts and is able to broadcast. And then you throw a $10 million pot into it for the winner. <laughs> Things get yeah. real inter- interesting real quick. You know, like, you know, and that's the, and that, so Apple could I'd love convert to that, that if they got, yeah. but they have to backfill all the hardware first. So I think that the, the, this could be something they did in a year or two after they have all of the stuff rolled out. Yeah. I, I think that we're looking at, I think they gave us a, a very clear map today of where their interests are in that kind of content. They, uh, they we did gloss over uh, the Apple TV Plus uh, section because it was meant to be because we were yawning over. <laughs> well, well, also, we're, we're, you know, cause, but, but also one thing that really, really struck me was that they it, didn't just. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. <laughs> but the, well, if your eyes were open <laughs> uh, and you were taking notes like I was, uh, like we were used to saying, uh, uh, oh, look how, look how popular. Ted Lasso is Ted Lasso, Ted Lasso, Ted Lasso, whatever the lowest, latest hit is. They really, really, I, I, I was, I was prepared to simply, oh, great. I get, I, uh, in this section, I've got the, uh, this montage of what they're doing with Apple TV content. I get to spend the next, I, I, I didn't think that I could, I'd have time to move this streaming window to this other display. Now I have time to, don't, don't to take notes. But man, they really did a good job of cutting together a montage of content that shows this is not just, hey, look, we, we hired some people who used to be on Friends to do like a, an Andy's, to do a, a Sorkin style TV drama. It's like, no, they said, we have, here's the children's programming. Here are the people we hired away from Pixar. Here are super, super high named actors that we have in serious dramas. Here are comedies that we're doing. Here are, they really are flexing the idea that they're creating themselves as a real studio. And uh, it, it demonstrates that if they wanted to be, a, I think that if they wanted to be a game studio like that, they certainly could be doing that, but they apparent, I don't think that they want to. They're putting their money exactly where they want to go and as far as uh graphics performance i think that they're also saying that uh 
we are we feel that it's most important to uh, we, we want to make sure the content creators with our desktops have the tools they need to create the content that's going to be used uh, that's going to be targeted at our devices but i think that the future of the company is more leaning towards making sure that your handheld device has enough power to run this content your wearable future wearable device has enough uh, right. cpu gpu power to run this sort of stuff I, th- I think that they made a lot of their intentions known just below the surface of most of the announcements they made today and the new ipad air uh we're still waiting for um an updated um m2 versions of some of these things but i think we'll be getting them soon um we'll come back we have more in a little bit stay here i hope you're enjoying our best of for this holiday season happy holidays everybody a little interruption for one of our favorite sponsors from the year 2022 they're going to be back again in 2023 i'm talking about melissa melissa is the leading provider of global data quality identity verification uh address management solutions they've announced the availability of their brand new 2023 melissa solutions catalog yeah they've got so many wonderful things they can do they've got a whole catalog of them for you melissa's solutions catalog features data quality enrichment and identity verification solutions that power your business's compliance your fraud protection your sales your customer engagement your analytics quality data in your business is absolutely key Melissa's created this catalog to help you as an industry resource for database administrators and developers alike, a catalog that highlights the tools that clean, verify, update, dedupe, and enrich customer contact data. Of course, as always with Melissa, their capabilities can be implemented at any point in the data chain. They're designed to ensure all of your global people data, addresses, names, phones, emails are validated updated and standardized deployments are flexible available on-prem or as a web service they've got a secure ftp site you can upload to and download from they have SaaS delivery options and of course the best api in the business melissa continues to impress they have been recognized once again by gartner in the 2022 magic quadrant for data quality solutions ray melissa was yes he's a real person president and founder melissa as a matter of fact had this to say, we believe Melissa's recognition in the Magic Quadrant for data quality solutions for the third year running highlights our razor-sharp focus on helping our customers make the most of their customer data. We've made extensive advancements in the area of artificial intelligence, machine learning, and metadata processing, and added knowledge graphs, drag-and-drop, no-code, low-code functionality, and data quality automation for our product stack. The result is a comprehensive tool set for data quality, address verification, identity verification. With Melissa's tools and services, Businesses are empowered to meet complex regulations, streamline onboarding, combat fraud, and really realize the true value of customer data as a business asset. Thank you, Ray. Since 1985, Melissa has specialized in global intelligence solutions to help organizations unlock accurate data for more compelling customer views. Melissa continually undergoes independent security audits. They treat your your data at like the gold that it is. They've got to, to, to reinforce their commitment to data security, privacy, and compliance requirements. They're SOC 2, they're HIPAA, they're GDPR compliant. Your data is in the absolute best possible hands. So... Simply enough, make sure your contact data is up to date 
Get started today. 1,000 records clean for free. Take a look at the API too. Melissa.com slash twit. They really are the best. We loved working with them in 2022. We look forward to a wonderful 2023 together. You need Melissa. If you've got customer data, you need Melissa. Melissa.com slash twit. Now, back to the show. Now, I think we should move on to talk about the AirTags. AirTags did not come out in 2022, but a lot of concern about AirTags in terms of privacy. Watch. Cashmere Hill writing in the New York Times, I used Apple's AirTags, tiles, and a GPS tracker to watch my husband's every move. <laughs> yeah. I mean, at least, so, I mean, to her credit, it, like, like she did, a, like, a, it was, this wasn't like a hit job on AirTags. She took a bunch of different trackers and then put her husband, her freedom-loving husband through the ringer. Yeah, I mean, the, sub, the subhead really tells you what this is all about. A vast location tracking network is being built around us so we don't lose our keys. <laughs> One couple's adventures in the consumer tech surveillance state. And Apple has made some changes in response uh, to, you know, all uh, the fears about stalking with the AirTags. Uh, this came out February 10th from Apple. An update on AirTag and unwanted tracking. They're, they're taking this seriously. Um, app, you know, blah, blah, blah. We become aware that individuals can receive unwanted tracking alerts from benign reasons, such as borrowing someone's keys with an air tag attached or when traveling in a car with a family member's AirPods in left inside. Um, we've seen reports of bad actors attempting to misuse air tag for malicious or criminal reasons. We've been working closely with various safety groups and law enforcement through our own evaluations in these discussions. We've identified even more ways we can update AirTag safety warnings and help guard against further unwanted tracking. I gotta give Apple credit because as we've pointed out in the show, they're inexpensive GPS devices that do a far better job. Um, the, you know, the, in that article. Yeah. In the article. Uh, I mean, in the, the article. It, yeah. It was very clear that by the end of the article that it was, the Apple was not the best, the best one to use for if what you, you really, really want to snoop on your yeah. spouse. Well, when we used, well, we used the Air C, Airland C. We used those for our trucks. So we used to use them for our trucks. And it was yeah. Yeah. useful. So, um, Apple is providing paired account details in response to a subpoena or, re or valid request from law enforcement. So beware co criminals. Uh, they, you know, Apple knows who owns those air tags, uh, because each is like unique. In fact, we have successfully partnered with them on cases where information we provided has been used to trace an air tag back to the perpetrator who was then apprehended and charged. <clears throat> Apple's going to protect your privacy. Shared their appreciation. So, just, yeah. Yeah. but here's some things. There'll be new privacy warnings during air tags set up. Just so you understand better, I think this is a good idea, exactly, you know, how this works. Uh, still doesn't help somebody who doesn't have an AirTag or, more importantly, has an Android device. Uh, addressing alert well, issues. I think that's supposed to warn the, the, the potential abuser yeah, that they're going to be the, tracked. I think that's the, the AirTag is designed, it says, to be detected by victims and that law enforcement can request identifying information about you. So that's the that's the point of that. Addressing alert issues for AirPods. We've heard from users who've reported receiving an unknown accessory detected alert. We've confirmed this alert will not display if an AirTag is detected near you. Only AirPods, third generation, AirPods Pro, AirPods Max, or a third party Find My Network accessory. So um, instead of uh, saying unknown accessory, they're going to say we'll be updating the alert so 
that indicates AirPods have been traveling with you. Yeah. Not an, uh, that's actually yes. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, that should. Uh, and it's also um, updating its unwanted tracking support article on Apple.com to better communicate the safety features. Um, and then they're thinking about some additional updates they want to introduce later in the year, including precision finding <clears throat> that will help you, uh, if you have an iPhone 11, 12, or 13, see the distance and direction to an unknown air tag when it's in the range, so you'll be able to track yeah. it down. Find, it makes it easier to find it as opposed to just getting a warning that, hey, it's time for you to tear apart your entire car uh, or tear, tear apart everything within a 20-foot radius in order to find you. Yeah, And that's the, I mean, the... The um, ultra wideband is capable of a pretty right. accurate position, <laughs> so you, you don't you should only have a box of about ten centimeters that you have to wor- worry about. <laughs> As an iPhone user moves, precision some- finding fuses input from the camera, AR kit, accelerometer, and gyroscope to guide them to the air tag through a combination of sound, haptics, and visual feedback. I want some that just are, for finding my really keys. Really upset about this part because, like, well, there's a whole group of people who just want to be Batman and Batwoman, and I'm discounting those because people get injured in secondary like locations all the time. Don't ever hunt down. These are not meant for you to be a superhero and hunt down your own stuff. <laughs> but also, people are now worried because, like, this is a very very difficult needle to thread because Apple designed them to find lost items. They did not design them to stalk people and they did not design them for you to be Batman or Spider-Man or whatever. But there are people now who worry that if they leave it in their camera bag or leave it in their wallet previously, the person like the whole network wouldn't know where your wallet or your camera was. You would just know that it was there and you could go get it. And now it's like, Oh, they're precision finding my wallet and oh, they're precision finding my camera bag. But Apple's making a conscious choice that the potential abuse is more harmful than the potential something you already lost. And now you can at least have a chance of recovering it. Did you watch, did anybody watch uh, Apple's first Friday night baseball last Friday? Did we? No. Yeah, uh, yeah, we did. What'd you think? Um, The announcing was really bad. Awful. You know, it was, it was just awful. And I thought we talked about this. Was that two weeks ago or was it, did we talk about it? No, it was last, it was April 8th. Maybe we talked about it on our show. Maybe. uh, Um, Yeah. So, yeah. So the, the, I think that the, the announcing was, it was just like people weren't, it was like talking listening to someone who didn't really care about the game. I think that was the issue. It was just lots of chatter. It was, it was like going with your friends that aren't really into the game and having them talk amongst themselves and sometimes inter- interact with the game and sometimes not. And so I think that I only watched about 20 minutes of it. That's about all I could take. And, and so um, I think that it was, I mean, you know, you get started and you're experimenting and, you know, I think that they're trying to match certain targets and so on and so forth. And so they're trying to figure that out, but it was not a good thing. And I did like that. I, I thought oh, there's a lot of complaints about the graphics. I thought the graphics were, I like, I like them. So they're doing a very simple. And by the way, if you have Apple TV plus, uh, you can watch, you could still watch the games and they also have a lot of extra highlights and features during the yeah. week, but you could still watch at least when I, cause I missed the game live, but I watched it later. Apple's very much changing the style of presentation. They've got, I think very simple, clean graphics. What I didn't like, Alex, was they kept playing uh, uh, cheesy stock background music every time they pulled a graphic up. <laughs> like, yeah, that's not... I need that. What the hell is that all about? The, I see that a lot with uh, millennials and, and, and younger where um, I maybe... We used to call it the MTV generation. Obviously, it's not that anymore. But <laughs> it's like, we don't trust your attention span. So if we're, sh- if we're showing a graphic... We're just going to play some music so you feel good because we just yep. don't trust that you're going to be, you know, you're going to change the channel. Or I don't understand it. And mm-hmm. everything, it's a YouTube, maybe it's a YouTube generation. Everything does it now. There's lots of background music behind stuff. And I'm not a big fan of that. And I really, the baseball, the background music is the roar of the crowd. The guy saying, right. be here. 
You know, the crack of the bat, the smell of the pine tar. That's well, and and I think that there's I think there's such an opportunity for um, multiple streams of audio. We were talking about this on Office Hours. We did talk about have, that. We were talking last week yeah, about what they we were might about the do. Possibility. Yeah. So I'd love to see them, but the I'd love to see them get aggressive about making it customizable at least through the audio. Um, yeah. You know, and 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 I will tell you, I've gotten I've had the opportunity to watch some games where I'm listening to the comms and watching the multi view of the you know that the that the the truck's using, and um, I could watch that all like it's an entirely yeah. different experience. Yeah, really, be and really. I, I'd pay money for that because you can just listen to it. You can just listen to them talk. Apple's idea of a big experiment was having a woman do the play by play, which, uh, to my knowledge, has not yet been done in Major League Baseball. It's definitely a you know yeah. a, a sexist man's <laughs> sport. So they had. Uh, color was done by a, f- a former player who was who wasn't really not nobody was very confident yet, and that's okay. You kind of expect that, although you also expect them to do a lot of rehearsals. They should have been doing all summer doing play by play. On when a pro games. goes for most like major networks, my understanding is when a pro goes from being a football player to being an announcer, there's six to eighteen months yeah. of them getting trained. <laughs> like right. it's 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 a it's a hard it's not like they just come out of it and start talking about and it. And it's get even harder for the play by play folk. I'm gonna say folk, yeah. even though they're guys. I know uh you know I have good friends who do play by play and I have good friends who are coming up in play by play. Um most of them end up going to Syracuse because they have a very good school where you can learn play-by-play. And then you do the same thing the ball players do. You go to single-A ball. You go to double-A ball. My friend yeah, who's the son of Hank Greenwald. Hank Greenwald was the Giants announcer for decades. His son wanted to get into this. Went to Syracuse just like Hank did. Uh, and has been working his way up. And at the same time he's doing play-by-play in the single-A ball, he's selling the ads He's sweeping out the, I mean, it is a grueling years process and he still hasn't made it to the majors. It's been more than 10 years. So we, it takes time. We see this all the time when we're doing live streams with corporations and they want their, their seat level people to do the show or, or, mm-hmm. or a marketing person to do the show. And I'm like, why don't we get an announcer? <laughs> like, yeah. like, you know, yeah. I think that we could, let's call Soledad O'Brien. Yeah. <laughs> like, let's, let's call Leo. Like, let's go, yeah. let's call somebody that we can have that has done a thousand of these because it takes a thousand of these to get good at it. And it, and it, and it's just a, cause you have to move the understanding of what you're doing from your frontal lobe to your lower brain. And, and that just takes time so that your things are just coming out of your mouth while you're watching. And it just is the proper thing. And it's really hard. You know, and I think they underestimated it. I think the big disappointment here is that why, gosh, if you're doing this through an app where you can do anything you want as a as a content creator, why are you just simply trying to replicate the TV experience? Are you saying that the the way that sports is being broadcast on television is the it can't possibly be improved upon? Uh, and I think we talked about this before a couple of weeks ago, where I would love it if they simply said we're going to get four, we're going to have four different commentary tracks depending on what you want. If you we will we will get uh, the a long time. Whoever has the who has whoever has the radio uh, has radio experience in that local market will get the the home team. Whoever has radio experience in the opposing team's market will get another feed. We will have we will uh, uh, we will have a minimal talk sort of thing where someone just says. And that's, that's two balls, two two balls, two strikes, <laughs> and and now it's Ferguson well, coming in to replace replace the left hander because it's it's like 
the the number of times where uh, I have uh, I'm I'm watching a lot of uh, uh, women's college softball on YouTube because I came across you know, the algorithm recommended like a, a random like uh, broadcast and I, I just love it not only because the level of athleticism and the level of play is so high but also because it's not these they're not trying to razzle dazzle this is like a college like college uh, like a TV station and they just like give you the information you need they give it to you in a way that's pleasant but it's not like there, there's there's no like and now let's have some some wanging guitars as the pictures change it's like no we can, you can you can hear people shout in the background that's fine give, yeah, give me yeah. silence let me have my own experience we did a test with golf where it was it was for vr and you could just watch the clean aperture you know nothing on the screen and you could turn the announcer on and off or you just listen to the crowd and everything else. Yep. And then it put the scoreboard on the other side. So you just look over and see the scoreboard, you know, ski, see what the leaderboard looked like. That's apparently what they did at the amazing. Masters. Like, it was just so great. because In our chat yeah, room, user 8827 said the Masters live stream was great this year. You could turn off the commentary. It was just the sounds of the golf course, the birds, the winds, the crowds yeah. and the sound of the swing. They, their app was actually pretty interesting. So the Masters had an app out that, that was running during the during it yesterday, two, two days ago, and uh, they let you look at groups of holes as well. So you didn't you could just go. I just want to watch where this is. Now I didn't yeah. see any place where you know, and you could also go back and look at the the last time a, a, a Tiger Woods or whatever was swinging. You could just follow along and look at all of their all of their um, hits. So it was really interesting, you know, to put that together. They had a little bit of a you know, they were playing it safe. So they, they did this thing where they had 10 second segments, which, which means that there's a big delay, uh, every time you change feeds. Uh, but, but outside of that, it was a pretty interesting, uh, approach to, to a sport. And I think golf in general has been doing because it's so, there's so, there's so much time to do other things. Um, it is, uh, I think it's, it's innovated a lot. RNA that does the open in, in, um, the UK has been doing like live streams to the, everyone at the location for over a decade. Now, I will say the video is great to watch it in 4K. And I mean, that was really nice. So maybe the, you know, the announcers are uh, new. I don't know where they came from. Um, just maybe it's going to just take a little time for them to settle in. I have to also have yeah, to say I'm often dis very dissatisfied with play-by-play -play announcers in, in, in Major League Baseball and NFL. I, some some of these people are terrible. It's I guess it's like getting a good quarterback or a great pitcher. They're yeah, few and far between, and when you, you're the Vince Scullys of the word world, just don't come along all the time. Yeah, I mean, they I think that you, you the really, value of silence. Yes, there's a rhythm to pay play by play. Well, I think that I think that there's a lot of. I mean, I, uh, I I know that for me, when I watch a football game, I there are certain people that I'll watch just because they're calling the show. Like I I watch a Steeler game, obviously, and I'll put up with whatever you know shows up as an announcer, but. If I see, I just, if, on a Sunday, if I feel like watching a game, I just look where Tony Ro Romo is. Uh, Romo's great. <laughs> or, or, he Chris, or Chris Collinsworth. Plays, played the two. I'm not a fan of Collinsworth. No, I like him. It took me a while. Yeah. I didn't like him he's, at first. It took no me a while. Al Michaels. That's the problem is that there are these greats and uh, maybe we're just used to them, you know. So maybe that's all it is, is what we're well, I don't think that's his role. I think those are two different roles because Al Michael is really calling he's it. Play by Chris play. Collinsworth is yeah. his color. So he's, yeah. Yeah. so he, you know, it's a different, different uh, approach to it. But I love, I love the, the Tony Romo gets so excited and he's, and then. Well, then he, he knows what he's things. talking about too, which he really does, helps. Yeah. You're fresh out of the, out of the system. And yeah. I mean, that's what John Madden um, kind of. Uh, um, that's right. Pioneered. He was, you know. he was great too. Although uh, I know people, my wife who hated him. So, again, right. it's a very personal, very personal yeah. thing. The reaction, as one would expect 
from fans and from sports talk was pretty negative. Um, but that, you know, some of it's cause they, cause one of the games had a female play by play announcer and that's very uncommon. Uh, you know, I think that, I think, uh, I was watching, I haven't seen, I don't know if you've seen the new Adam McKay show on HBO winning time about the uh, LA Lakers of the, uh, of the eighties, but chick Hearns in there. Of course, the great LA Laker play by play guy. And he, he's kind of a jerk. <laughs> and, uh, when, um, uh, uh, you know, he gets a, a, a partner who is going to, well, I won't, no spoilers. I won't tell you what the, happens to the partner eventually, but, uh, he says, okay, see this hand when it's a fist, you stop talking. Partner's doing the color. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you stop talking. And he goes mm, all the time, right in the middle of the, <laughs> you stop talking. Uh, but Chick Hearn was a legend. There's a legend, but he doesn't come off very well on that show. Um, I think I I liked Madden a lot. I really liked Madden a lot. Yeah. Anyway, I just Apple. You I know, like, it, I don't know where they would go to get somebody better. I mean, all the, everybody you know is taken. Uh, I don't know if it, there aren't any free agents. Again, I think that they just have to work out. You know, the and yeah, and, and look at what better. what their value proposition is. We did we did some parallel streams. We've done these second year experiences where we bring. People in, it's just a different format. Like, we don't even try to call the show. We just let you, it's like sitting around with a bunch of pros that are people who used to play the game, all sitting around talking to each other about the game is really fun. And, and that's just one of the audio tracks. You know, it can just be like you could literally take the two, the two teams and just put the player, players from both sides sitting in there just talking about <laughs> the game. And there's a lot of people that I, I would listen to that because these are people who actually were on the ground at that level talking about like what they're noticing or, Oh, that guy was always this way or look at what he's doing with his leg. You know, I would never do that. You know, he can't pick up, can't pick up your leg when you're swinging, you know, like, you know, and, and they're, and they're just, you know, going back and forth and you get true, like real, no, well, I don't know, true, but you get in, uh, the feeling of inside baseball. Yeah. Literally. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. a hard just, thing just to the, do. I'm not, you know, just, I would never attempt it. Yeah. No, just, I was just going to say, just, just the, co the commentators who know the relationship between the catcher and the, and the umpire who says, oh, who, who, who know what the, what the, what the catcher is doing to that specific umpire to make the strike zone a little bit bigger. That's the sort of yeah. stuff that, that gets, makes you into a huge fan of a commentator, uh, as yeah. opposed to just the game. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I felt like these guys were reading, you, 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 you always, one of the things, you know, I've watched, I've spent a lot of time in play by play booths. You have statisticians, you have helpers, especially in broadcast television. You have lots of people who are giving you cards and uh, with stats on them. And you could tell the announcers that was they were just getting fed the lines. They were just reading the lines the whole time. And that's fine. But uh, yeah, I, I, want I, think, I think, again, this is the first time they're going to do it every week for They'll a while. So they're, you know, yeah, I'll watch it. Again. I, I, yeah. I'll judge them more. Like I, I might come back in 12 weeks and see like, okay, now where are they? Did they do anything? Yeah. And, and even the first season may be hard. I mean, it, it, the whole, whole first season may, it's really hard to change gears in the middle. So it may be one of those things like they're going to learn a lot. And then next year will look a lot different. Yeah. Um, and it, uh, is it 4K? I think it is. It sure looks like I. I, I think not. that it's actually sourced in 1080, and it's getting oh, scaled up. I don't. I don't yeah. think that. It, yeah, I don't think that it's for actual 4K. I would be excited if it was, and I think that that's where Apple. You know what this provides is a weekly platform for Apple to go to 4K, exactly. for Apple to go to high frame exactly. rate, for Apple to go to 8K high frame rate. You know, like so you could. You know, Apple can play with all these things because all the TVs are all 120, right? And so it's, you know, you, it's just a matter of releasing a new Apple oh, TV that do can it. do it. Yeah. And then Apple could put out so that we may be seeing them just experiment. And then, oh, by the way, here's 8K. Cause that would be, 
that would be really hard for, I mean, I can just, I've seen a lot of sports at AK-120 and yeah. I've seen baseball at AK-120. And I can tell you that once you see it, it's really hard to go back. Like it is like, cause it just looks like a window, you know, like right in front of you. And it is, it's, it's amazing. And so like, I don't, I'm not proposing that films should be 20, they should be stay at 24, yeah. but the, but live, live events at, at AK 120s. And now they have a platform to do it with. And all they got to do is put the cameras out there. Yeah. It did crash too, by the way, <laughs> in the middle. Of I didn't the see game. that. I guess I, saw, I didn't I saw either. People talk people about were, it, I, I didn't see it, it either. Yeah. Because I was watching I the cl- replay where it did not crash, so maybe a lot of people were watching. I, I, I jumped on it live, and I, and I, as a person who does live, anytime someone does something for the first time, I kind of expected it to crash. I expected like a long wait, yeah. and so when it popped right up and it was playing well, I was yeah. like, oh, "They did a pretty good job. Those yeah. guys must know what they're doing." Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. What a surprise! Uh, you know, I, I think on balance, you're exactly right. This is a great opportunity for Apple and, yeah. and to do something interesting. So uh, it's worth it, and I'll be I'll be watching again every week because I think the the picture quality, the graphics do make it fun, and you can always turn the yeah, sound absolutely. off if you want, or pull up the radio <laughs> if you want the play by play from the homers. The problem is, I think that with streaming, we put so much buffer into it, you, you would be hearing what happened like thirty seconds before. Oh yeah, happened. oh yeah. In fact, <laughs> I had that question on the radio show: How do I synchronize? And what I would used to do is I would pause my TiVo on the back crack. And then wait till tune in caught up, and then oh, press right. play. <laughs> and then, right, and then, and you got them all because tune in was really delayed as well. So it was actually audio was actually behind the video on tune in. Um, that probably would I don't know. I'll have to try it. I'll, yeah. let, I'll <laughs> let you know. <laughs> Funny. <laughs> I'll let you know. Apple's Friday Night Baseball. I still can't watch it. Has gotten no better through the year. Um, maybe next. Maybe next year. That's what they say in baseball too. Ironically, maybe next year. Now we go to a farewell to one of Apple's most successful products of all time. It's nice to see Rene Ritchie, isn't it? He had some good stories about the iPod. On the other hand, if you were to invest your money into some mint in the box iPod touches right now, you might be <laughs> you might be pretty loaded. You might don't touch those, Rene. Don't even open them. Don't unseal them. How many do you have? I've got two mint in the box iPod touches here. For some reason, I don't know why I never opened them. And then I've got like the opened versions. I have the open gold version too, but it's out of reach. Wow. The man is flush. Very duplicative. But this is the last iPod. And it is now official that after 21 years, it's the end of the line for iPod. Apple announced today that the iPod touch will be available while supplies last. (laughs) But the music lives on, Leo. The music lives on. I guess uh, stop the music. I guess uh, they must have a few in the warehouse. Yeah, that's that, that's such good marketing. Saying no, 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 we're not, we're not, we're not end of lifeing and discontinuing a product that we we're having. That it, most people wondered why it was a surprise. We're still on the on the price list anyway. We're oh no, no, this is a limited edition opportunity to be in on the end of a of a of a, te- of a term of legend. <laughs> they should have like, made no, no, NFTs no. at least. Well, people are they fighting should. for home, like for the original HomePods now. Like they they're oh, harder yeah. and harder to get. Yeah. and people are like, just give them to us, give them to us. They're fighting over them like they're tickle me Elmo dolls or something. So uh, music is always. This is Greg uh, Joswiak Jaws. Now a senior vice president of worldwide marketing, he yeah. took Schiller's role. Music has always been part of our core at Apple, bringing it to hundreds of millions of users. In the way iPod did, impacted more than just the music industry. This is actually sounds like hyperbole, but I think it's fair. It also redefined how music is discovered, listened to, and shared. Today, the spirit of iPod lives on. 
I don't know if that's true. We've integrated an inter- incredible music experience across all of our products, from iPhone to the Apple Watch to HomePod Mini and across Mac, iPad, Apple TV. So, <laughs> bye-bye. It was introduced October 23rd, 2001. I vividly remember that day. Uh, it went through a lot of iterations. The shuffle, remember the shuffle? Remember yeah. the, the, the chewing yep. gum? The buttonless shuffle. The buttonless <laughs> shuffle. The iPod Touch was the last version. The wide Nano. Yeah. <laughs> Remember this one? The little clip-on yeah. for yep. sports? That was, that was a very cool, cool design. Yeah. Uh, what, what killed the iPod Touch? Was it just a... Uh, it became wa- a feature. It's a feature. Yeah. Uh, the iPod Touch product feature. was 200... How much? 279 bucks? What was it? I don't remember what it got down to. It got down really yeah. low at a Did it? After, okay. Because it's basically an iPhone 5. Like, that thing is ancient yeah. at this point. Yeah. But it was a good it, choice for kids uh, that you didn't want to buy right. them an iPhone, but you wanted to give them something. Yeah, but uh, but it just became, like, like Renee said, just a real technological relic. And even even the, the standalone iPods, they, for a long time, they had a really important niche meaning that there are people who are out running there are people who are exercising who don't want like a thousand dollar phone or five hundred dollar phone falling out falling in their pocket to say nothing of, the, of all that weight but this beautiful little clip design that would have either a a really cheap ipod that could do, that could play all that digital rights managed itunes content that they'd purchased or even this this uh, this poster stamp thing with a screen and a user interface that could have like nike fitness apps on it that was a hell of a hell of an object it was a real moment for apple design because this is uh, i've I'm really intrigued by what Apple's design people can do when they're not constrained by form factors that are kind of uh, dictated by conventions where you can say, nope, all we all we really need is a play and a pause button above that. Go nuts. Uh, but then, of course, uh, b- the the solution to the hey, I, I'm exercising and I want to be able to listen to music became uh, became Apple Watch plus AirPods. And so even that was aced out of the market. They couldn't compete with all the super, super cheap stuff that was out there for people who actually wanted something that if if it fell off their if it fell off their uh their their t-shirt while they're running you know get get a 20 dollar thing from aliexpress or for, for from no name amazon because you won't care about it otherwise yeah you, you don't want to lose your apple watch yeah right now they're selling the 32 gig ipod touch for 200 bucks yeah yeah uh, to 300 bucks for 128 gigs 400 dollars. no wonder they're killing this product for 256 gigs. And you probably, you know, you have an iPhone that's got at least 32 gigs free floating around. Uh, I can't see even buying a 32 gig version of this for a kid. The yeah. kid would be insulted. The developer camp was probably the last the thing they used them for was to buy 30 for a developer camp or something. Yeah. Yeah. And also, also and the camera. IPod, you, 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 you want to talk about living in shame, posting to Instagram with a 2000, with, with a, a iPhone 5 level camera on it. Yeah. Yeah. You, gotta, you gotta wonder why the, the, the thing is I always try to measure my complaints about things because you never know it's, it'd be easy to say oh gosh that was I, I can't believe they still sell that but there's probably a really real esoteric reason why they were selling it that there was some market somewhere that's that insisted that hey we need we need something to run iOS apps but it can't be a phone it can't have a cellular radio in it and they kept it on the marks the because Pentagon. <laughs> I don't, well, you know, no, Apple, 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 <laughs> Apple has actually, a camera. You know, Apple, it, yeah. 
Apple actually will sell like a government uh, a, an actual iPhone with actual iPhone branding on it that simply has all the it has no a, a flat yeah. Yeah, a, a flat a flat plane on the back of it instead of yeah. a, a cover with the iPhones on it. So yeah. again, I, I keep uh, given how much it costs to just to do tooling on any new product. It's so I, I wonder who it was who was buying just enough of these or what contract they had that required that hey if you're going to operate in this market you must also offer amongst your product line a product that does this that said you know what it is just paying the fines would cost more than just keeping this one little tiny product uh, on the assembly or if they lines. overordered they overordered and took them two yeah. years to clean them out <laughs> apple announced and probably to little applause some life-changing things this ipad os is one of them the other one is passkey uh, yes. So Steve Gibson's I, talked I, about Passkey. This is something, an initiative from Google, Microsoft, and now very much Apple to eliminate passwords. And I think that in a few years, you're going to look back on passwords and say, I've, that was a I think a lot of us have been trying to get past it and past the Passkey. And I, and I think, or past the password. And uh, I think that was probably the most important announcement. Huge. Uh, yesterday huge was yeah. the fact that we're going to get to a point where we're building it into the infrastructure that that and and i think it's going to be transform transformational yeah. to the whole world because as people start to get out of that and start and because it's being supported by a lot of other people um it, it could potentially be a really big deal well I and mean, it tumbles uh, down on the uh, biometrics that apple is now basically putting everywhere and i expect to see biometric keyboards yeah. for the desktops as well because now using biometrics face id or touch id you can have an absolutely phishing-proof login to apps and, and websites, and the, you don't need a password. You don't need a password manager. That's going to be very, very big. The, the thing that, that is really important, though, is that Apple is pairing that up with other privacy initiatives because the, the, the real thing now is that we will know who you are, and we have to protect what that means That's right. in a bigger in a bigger end because we, we will absolutely know that you're on that computer, and it's you interacting, and that's going to be a that's – a, that's a, it's a tricky – problem is that um you know people have been able to say well i don't know if that was me or not you won't be able to say that anymore <laughs> and so and so that they, might so be good there are, they, no no i no i think it's great no i think <laughs> that, that might be a I big think, improvement you've been the one arguing a, to eliminate anonymity online yeah i i don't i think that i think that it's great it's going to change the way we interact with people but yeah. there are people that it puts in danger that that need to be able to be you know so we just have to kind of weigh that out uh, and i think that the the, the company that is probably the most ahead of that is Apple thinking about how are we going to keep us private even though, but authenticated. Well, and I think that's By also the way, why they announced, what was it? Safe, safe kit or, uh, what are oh, they, uh, personal right. safety, they, they, safety check, safety, safety check. check. Yeah. And I saw a number of women, quite a few women on Twitter saying this is, you don't even understand how important this is. Yeah. This right. is huge for domestic violence victims. Uh, for partners of crazy people, <laughs> for people who want to, you know, separate their identity. And, and I think it maybe goes hand in hand with Passkey. In other words, if you're going to have Passkey, you need safety check. Uh, Apple pays attention to this stuff. God bless them. And, of yeah. course, they learned their lesson with AirTags. And I think that also heightened their awareness, you know. But I have to say, <laughs> this is a sad moment on the show because we are going to take a little blow to the... The quality of the show, because our dear friend Rene Ritchie, this is his last pick of the week and his last uh, visit on a, on a regular basis. And I do, I think we want to keep the door open that you might come back from time to time on yes. Break Weekly. Yes, I would love that. Uh, and details on what's going on for Rene to follow. To follow, yes. I can't say anything yet. Yeah. 
But uh, we are excited. Renee, you have been. I, when did you start uh, on uh, Mac Break Weekly? Oh, gosh. 2011, 2012. I'm not sure. <laughs> it's, it feels like it's you've always been here. Because um, I've been always watching. That's why I feel like I've never. I've I mean, been. no. I mean, and, and without you are our debunker in chief. You are oh, the guy you. who who has the inside knowledge, uh, your honesty, your integrity, your, the quality of the your content, and just the, the wonderful genial nature of your delivery makes you irreplaceable, totally irreplaceable. Um, I'm not crying. I have allergies. <laughs> it is uh, it is a great loss uh, to the show, and I uh, I'm sorry to uh, lose you. Let me just. I'm going to go, I think I can do a search. Don't miss this terribly. Search for your name here, Renee Ritchie, and find out when you first Does appeared. the internet go back that long? <laughs> <laughs> I think, though, that what we do is when we, we say you appearances, player to pay those, to view those appearances, I think we can, they sort them chronologically, I'm uh, thinking. So that's the most recent. Let's go to 35 pages of appearances. Oh, wow. <laughs> and there's quite a few shows. Per appearance. Let's say again. 2013. Uh, although I see you on the show here June 6th, 2012. June 26th, 2012. So it, interestingly, it's been almost exactly 10 years since yeah, uh, wow. for it's your first appearance uh, on the show. Um, it feels like a minute, Leo. Like time really does fly. It's a fast decade. And I am just yeah. so sad to be losing you. But I'm oh, sure same. it will be a happy occasion when we find out. Uh, where you're going, unless it's like you're moving to Ecuador to raise llamas. No. Okay. No, Equatorial New Guinea, no. no. <laughs> okay. I can't take the climate. Okay. I hope that's not the case. He's going, he's, he's, he's going to, no. he's, he's going to be vacationing in Patagonia, like the Dread Pirate Roberts. We, uh, we well, are going to, we Roberts. are going to, uh, he's the, he's the new Minchi Quo. It's like, they're considering <laughs> getting into, going to Macintosh All his shows Apple. will be in Chinese from now on. Suddenly we're going to see pictures of, of a bird's nest. <laughs> <laughs> we don't know. It's a mystery. Uh, we do know who we're replacing him with, but I'm going to keep that mystery for next Ooh. Tuesday Ooh. when Ooh. that person will join our panel. Uh, it is not an Get easy the thing. Out, kids. It is not an easy thing to do to replace Renee. Oh, In fact, we're not attempting to replace Renee, but uh, but there is an empty seat, so we'll we'll find somebody to. Alex can CGI oh. I me. Mean, don't even know that I'm gone. I mean, he's got the technology oh. for years already. I'm not even sure deep. he shows up anymore. <laughs> I haven't, I haven't been here for five years. <laughs> yeah, Alex hasn't been here in three years. I'm just, this is just an yeah, AI rendering. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. Think of it as, things to like be when honest. there's a new Doctor Who. That's yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised. Not the same. Not the same. You can't replace it. Someone will reinvent the character of person yeah. in the leftmost seat and and make it their own. I'm sure. So, Junior, can I now, ask you what's going to happen to youtubecom slash Ritchie? Is that it's continuing? Uh, I'm going to keep the YouTube channel going. I am. I was previously thinking of changing it a little bit. Um, like, as you've heard me say before, I'm kind of like burned out on the leak culture, and I've gotten burned out on the benchmark gotcha, you know, product release schedule. So I was already thinking about changing it. I'm, I'm probably not going to have the time to do like four videos a week anymore. I'm definitely going to try to at least do one video, maybe a live stream every week, and I want to cover just bigger tech issues. I think that's gonna that's gonna be my next. My next big YouTube attempt. Same channel, Pokemon but just Twitch channel. bigger stories. And we, and, and, yeah, Pokemon. and you did say that we can from time to time bring you back. And I hope that's the case. I, yes, I very much hope so. Okay. Yes. Because it's really going to leave a hole in the show and in my heart. Oh, thank you. We're going to miss you. Same. Thank Same. you, Renee, for 10 years of thank you so much. just excellent contributions uh, to the channel. Now, we have a problem. 
Houston. Uh, there's this empty seat uh, on the panel because Renee Ritchie, who is, by the way, in the Discord, if you want to wish him uh, luck, Club Twit members, uh, has passed on. What? No, no, he's not. He's he's moved to a, a higher plane. No, no, wait a minute. That's not right. We're, we're, we're joking. He's only dead to us. <laughs> uh, uh, he is. We still don't know. And he says, uh, what did he say? The release hasn't gone out yet. But uh, as, as soon as as soon as the release goes out, we'll tell you where he is now. Uh, of course, he's still at YouTube.com slash Renee Ritchie. But we thought, well, who could we get with Renee's stature in the Apple community? Uh, his inside knowledge of what's going on uh funny talented gray-haired who could we get and i'm so <laughs> thrilled to welcome jason snell as a regular hello i've been trying to get you in this show for years decades hello jason welcome it, it's good to be here it's an honor to uh succeed renee i, I mean he uh, ten, 10 years on a podcast is a pretty big uh, thing to do and we all i know renee going way back we all love renee it's uh it was on, an honor to be asked to do this you have a lot of other things that you're doing so i'm honored that you could make <laughs> frankly could make some time to be here a couple hours a week so thank you i really appreciate sure. it sure and i th today i just happened to be in the neighborhood i actually live not that far away from the 15 Twit minutes studios, 20 so that was about half an hour half an hour half. away wow yeah, Never quite use. a commute. I, I, I work out of my garage, so this was, yeah. it's like, oh, this is what a commute is like. A so nice bit. to so, see you. I, it's great to be here. You know, Jason's been on our shows since, you know, practically the beginning of Twit. Uh, you have sixcolors.com. In fact, I think when you started with us on Twit, you were still at Mac World. Oh, yeah, for sure. In fact, I remember distinctly being on the first iteration of Mac Break. Yeah. The Back video in the version. Day, the video version. Yeah, with Alex. In, in, the, in the old. Well, and even days. before that, of course, a regular call for help on Tech TV. That's, That's right. where we met. That's so right. I've known you for 20 years. Wow. That is, yeah, because I was I was an editor at Macworld and we were we were down, uh, that was a long time ago because we were down on Howard Street yeah. back then before we even moved Walk to Second over. Street. You so that was, a, that was a long time ago, yeah. <laughs> That's and nice. Of course, we shared a, my, Jerry Day, who I went to kindergarten with, was one of your producers. Oh, that's right. <laughs> back in the day. Jerry so. now runs the film production for some small town in the... <laughs> up in Tuolumne <laughs> County, I think, yeah. For, for Tuolumne County. Yeah. Kind of a slow di slow bit, slow job. But, you know, uh, when movies need to be made, somebody has to be they, there to make they, them. Uh, Tuolumne County is where, where we both grew up. Is a great way. Well, I didn't know we were going to be talking about this, but it doubles for the Old West a lot. So ah, a lot, so of, a lot, a lot of, of film production up there okay. it, if you need to pretend that you're in the Old West. Yeah. Well, I'm glad I have a Jerry Day expert on the panel. Yeah, it's Thank good. You. <laughs> I know that was that needed to be just a shout out to Jerry. He's out uh, there somewhere. It is so uh, seriously. Uh, it, it, uh, replacing uh, Renee is tough because he has such great connections and such knowledge. But uh, uh, we couldn't do any better. Yeah. I don't think ever than getting Jason. So, and of course, you were good friends with Andy and Alex yeah, as well. I so. mean, I, yeah. I, I was. I was like, I was. I, I went. I often usually take my afternoon walk, like right after the show. And so I just found out about Renee leaving right after the show. So I'm taking my hour long walk, and unfortunately. As usual, your your thoughts are inside your head, which is a bad, bad thing. And I'm thinking, oh, geez, what a surprise. That was too bad. And I'm thinking about how much I was going to miss, uh, like, for having my nice two-hour conversation with my, my really good friend, like, Renee, because it leaves me energized. Just like with, with all of you guys, I've, I, I'm energized. It's, like, it's very, very pleasant. Like, ah, oh, geez, I'm going to really miss that. Then when I find out that Jason uh, is going to be filling that slot, I mean, Jason and I have been friends for so long. I, he's probably sick of me saying it, but so long that he's the person who told me how to uh, boldface things in html that's how long we've known each other yeah. uh, and bracket so, b good. bracket 
I, I was yeah. a uh, my first job out of grad school was at Mac User Magazine, where Andy was a columnist, and so I've known Andy since since the mid nineties. Basically, it's a long time now, long time. He's, wow. He's, wow. He's, 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 he's survived. Our friendship has survived him being my editor for a very long time. So that's that. That's that is like yeah. that, that. That is being like that, that's like the sort of friendships you, you make in foxholes. So the uh, the camera crew has come in to take the official still shot so if you would put your right hand inside your oh you're wearing a t-shirt yeah i didn't know about the dress code. <laughs> just teasing just teasing. oh daddy got me into the uh triple sex sorry about that uh back to the uh back to the show here i'm not gonna need any more of this you can you can have it just keep it right there uh, we are looking back at the year 2022. Lots of fun things happened during Mac Break Weekly. Uh, of course, 2022 was the year the M2s emerged. And Jason Snell joined, It was the first, I think, to say how much he loved the M2 MacBook Air. Now we all have them. Here's his review. Let's kick things off. I have to say I was very excited this morning. I woke up and uh, I looked at my phone and there were two things I was looking for. One was a notification from my doctor uh, for the results of my COVID test to make sure that I didn't have it. And I was uh, negative for COVID and the two variants of flu that they're testing for now. So, yay, that was exciting. But one I wasn't expecting, but that I did get was a notification from FedEx saying that a package from Apple was on its way. A package I wasn't expecting to get until mid-August is now coming this coming Tuesday, not today, but this next Tuesday. And that is an M2 MacBook Air that I thought I was going to have to wait a lot longer for. Uh, but some folks, Jason Snow included, uh, have an early look at the MacBook Air and have done a review. So tell us, Jason, what's your, what's your thoughts are on the new, new M2 MacBook Air? Micah, is this your card? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god how did you guess i guessed it was the yeah m2 macbook air it's here uh for some people mostly base configurations but yeah it sounds like they're starting to ship to everybody else i got mine uh, a couple of weeks ago couldn't talk about it last week was not allowed had to pretend i didn't have it uh but uh it's here now i've been a big fan of the macbook air since the early days i actually had that first macbook air that was terrible but i loved it because it was so small <laughs> And then fortunately, they got rid of that and replaced it with the one that we all know and love in 2010. And it's been Apple's most popular laptop for basically the last decade. And this is a a big redesign in the sense that it's really based on that design language from the 14 and 16 inch MacBook Pros that were introduced last year. So they've got the wedge shape is out. The little kind of curvy edges are out. And instead, you've got this uh, sort of flat uh, kind of like the curves right on the edges, but otherwise perfectly flat. It's got MagSafe. It's got two USB-C ports and uh, and an M2 processor that we already know because it's the same one that was in that MacBook Pro that was released last month. And uh, yeah, it's it's a new it's a new era for the MacBook Air. Um, <laughs> and I just want to point out something, which is that I I gave the headline a new era and spelled it out. I noticed that the Verge's story about it was also headlined a new era, but they decided to say AIR A because oh, they didn't trust golly. their readers to get it. <laughs> no. I trust my readers to get it. Thank you for not having contempt for your readers. Uh, I, so I have to say, I was kind of surprised. So I, I got the midnight uh, version and I got the one with eight core CPU, 10 core GPU, 16 gigs of RAM, and a terabyte of, uh, of storage. So I thought, 
I'm going to have to wait and that's fine. So I was just, I was shook and shocked when I saw that it's supposed to be coming this next week. Um, our, I know that lots of base configuration models, uh, were shipping on time or arriving on time, but have, have any of you seen any other folks talking about how theirs that was originally pushed further out are coming sooner? Or was this just kind of a, a fluke for me? I've heard that the 16 with a uh, terabyte is actually like a secret. They seem to have built a bunch of those because I've heard oh. a bunch of those being in stock in Apple stores too. And that's the a tip for those of you who really are desperate to get your hand on this laptop or maybe some other Apple uh, product when it comes out. They reserve an amount of them and put them in stores that are not available. So you might think, well, it's, it's back ordered for a month, so I'm not going to be able to get my hands on it. I place that online order and now I wait. Well, you can cancel that online order if you need to, because you should check with your local store, or maybe go to your local store. They often have stock. And one of the things I've heard is that that one terabyte storage uh, model with the 16 gigs of RAM is also something that has been cropping up in Apple stores. Mm, that is a good tip. That's a really good tip. So yeah, I tell us up about... A Oh, I, picked, yeah, I, I definitely picked up a couple of things uh, first thing in the morning. And, and also, uh, like you just get there right as it opens. Um, and and you, you, oftentimes they have three, four of them of many things that, that are oftentimes sold out. They kind of seed those out. It's also useful to be a uh, it's, it. I've, I've learned over time that back when I had a we were buying lots and lots of computers that being a business user is useful. You should do it if you if you have a business um, <laughs> sign up, uh, build, build a relationship. Yeah, because they have a business rep at the Apple store and they will talk to you and they will reserve things and they for will, you and help you. Exactly. They'll be like, hey, it's quite uh, nice. tomorrow would be great if you came in. It'd be great to visit here. Tomorrow. I've got a bag with my from when I got the my last MacBook Pro. Well, when Twit got the last MacBook Pro, um, there's still a bag that I have that has my name on like a label on the side. Whenever I walked in, they were like, oh, you know, not only did they uh, help me out, but they were also like, we, we had your shows on today, which was just a really kind of fun <laughs> thing. But um, I'm curious, how do you approach Jason or how did you approach the review for this specific MacBook Air? And was it for you a comparison to that MacBook Pro that people seem to be kind of confused about that just came out? Or were you really looking at it as an iteration on the MacBook Air itself? Or did you answer some of those questions like, should I get this or should I get the MacBook Pro? I think the most important context is to compare it to the MacBook Airs of old. Not only the M1, which is sort of a, you know the last of that other era, but also of Intel. MacBook Airs, because the truth is most people updating to this uh, computer are not coming from an M1 Air. They're coming from an Intel MacBook Air, probably. And so I, I tried to think about that. I got this. I was actually on vacation when this came in, which was weird because Apple is very secretive about sending you review units. And I had to be like, you need to send this to a condo that is that <laughs> is a Verbo in San Diego. And I, I've never <laughs> been there before, but here's the address and it should work. And it all worked fine. But I ended up with two MacBook Airs. I ended up with my MacBook Air and this MacBook Air. And so... And it was kind of great because I was on vacation. And so I had a laptop in the condo and I was checking email and writing stuff. And I was doing, you know, whatever, like not, not working because I was on vacation. But I, I got to travel with it, which I thought was actually that's good, right? Like that's a part of the point of doing a laptop. And then in my approach, yeah, I mean, the truth is what we learned about the M1 is true of the M2, which is these chips are what they are. 
and you can put them in different wrappers and the performance if you do benchmark testing is largely identical because you know an m1 air and an m1 mini and an m1 13 inch macbook pro and an m1 imac they're all the same they all get the same scores more or less so i try to focus on the macbook air experience and also think a little bit about coming from intel my wife has a 2018 intel macbook air uh that is she probably won't have very much longer and it is startling how much I, I you forget if you've been living on an m1 macbook air for a while how slow in comparison those intel macbook airs were and that's mm-hmm. just a function of the apple silicon transition more than anything else and yeah the m2 is faster than m1 there's no doubt about it and the design is really nice and having magsafe come back and not just because it's magsafe and all the benefits of that but having that extra port now my my m1 air has that little a little dealy that that you stick into the USB-C port that gives it fake MagSafe. And that's great, but that means I have one port. So having two Ooh. usable ports is also a big part of this. Um, but yeah, in, in the end, for me, it was mostly about what's the MacBook Air experience like? Because I think that, that not only is it the most popular laptop, but that's the context most people are considering when they're buying this thing or thinking about buying it. Absolutely. And I mean... That, that's kind of been one of the ongoing questions. I know Leo has talked a lot about how uh, the, the, the sort of single core performance of all of the M1 series devices is very similar. The single core performance of uh, these ones are likely to be very similar. And it's only in multi-core performance things. And so when you look at like the MacBook Air, which is this device that in theory, is meant for uh, browsing the web and, and, and doing some writing tasks and that kind of thing, then we don't necessarily look at that performance boost uh, as part of it, which I think is part of the reason why, you know, it doesn't have that active cooling system, right? But at the same time, I've seen folks talk about how they, you know, threw a bunch of tasks at it, opened up a bunch of tabs, tried to do these little things. They couldn't get it to slow down. And it's fascinating to me what Apple Silicon has done in terms of changing the way that folks are kind of looking at these devices and and trying to to turn them into these these productivity machines to an extra extent. I'm so confused or not confused, but rather I'm, I'm so fascinated by how uh, now they get a MacBook Air and they're trying to push it as hard as they can, even though this device maybe in years before was not meant that way. I mean, is that do we feel like that is because of the 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 performance gains we've got from Apple Silicon itself? Or is it just something that maybe I hadn't noticed before? I mean, anything well, I to back me wanna... up on this, it's the it's the bar being raised over time, right? Like it used to be like, oh, well, word processing. But as computers have advanced and in the power of Apple Silicon, that bar keeps getting raised. So now as a reviewer, I look at it and I say, oh, uh, you know, you might not want to do 8K renders on this for an hour because it'll slow down. It'll still do it. It'll just be a little bit slower. And it's like 8K renders, right? Like the, the bar the bar has been raised a lot over time. And the truth is 99.9% of people who buy the MacBook Air will never get it to throttle even. It will maybe get a little warm, maybe. And that's about it. I think that our our expectations grow. It's like a bag, you know. Our expectations will grow with no matter how fast you make the process. So we're going to go. Well, it's pretty good, you know. Like like it was. It was. It it could have done this better. It could have rendered eight K, or I could have been able to render, you know, whatever those things are. Um, but I but I will say that it's just incredible. Like these 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 um, all the M ones. I mean, I have well, I'm not traveling as much, so I have a lot of the M one minis. 
and I'm just all, I'm still taken aback by how fast they are, you know, and, and that they just jumped so much forward. Um, and, uh, and then obviously the studio has been great as well. Um, you know, we've done some pretty extensive tests with the studio with video and it's just, you just keep on adding more outputs and you're like, it's going to slow down eventually. Yeah, Maybe yeah. that 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 just points out yeah. what the what I, I agree absolutely with Jason saying. I mean, when you're reviewing these things, it's hard to come up with a real world scenario in which you can say, "Oh, geez, that's too bad," uh, because even stacked up next to like mid range, big like eight fan helicopter uh, cooling style uh, Windows laptops, this thing is just thrashing, uh, thrashing in the benchmarks and another uh, hands on actual tests. But the thing is, like when you the, the Apple's only. Uh, Apple's uh, problem is that they don't charge. They, they don't. They don't. They're not really good at giving you a really, really great deal. You know, like like if this were an eight hundred dollar laptop, we could possibly be reviewing things and sense of well, but you know what? What are you going to get? What do you, let's not expect too much because this is an eight hundred dollar laptop. Uh, this is, these are great benchmarks. Uh, it is appropriate to see. Well, let's see what it takes to really make these things suffer and scream. Because look, for two, a lot of these people are, are spending fifteen hundred dollars, two thousand dollars, three thousand dollars on a MacBook Air, and for for that amount of money, even at the lower end, they have a right to expect like the best possible upgrade they could possibly get over whatever they were using before. I think that's a great point too. the idea that um, the uh, we could be cynical about the fact that this is eleven ninety nine and that the last year's model, essentially the M1 Air is still on the price list at nine ninety nine. But I think the other way to view it and Andy, you were kind of getting at it there, too, is that that M1 MacBook Air is great. Right. And like, although I wish that this M2 Air was nine ninety nine. It's not for various reasons. I think they are going to need to get it there eventually. But I'm so glad that that 999 price point is still there. And the, the fact is, Apple Silicon was such a leap that even if you end up, I think that, that it's a legitimate buy, a good buy to buy the M1 MacBook Air even today. If you are looking at the prices and going, oh, it's a little too rich for my blood, because at 999, that M1 Air is still going to do 99.9% yep. of the jobs that you ever wanted as fast as you could possibly want them. Yeah, no, another, 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 respo- another response with a lot of nines in it. I think that it's really, really important <laughs> that Apple hold that line and make sure there's always a, a MacBook available for less than $1,000, even if it's a dollar less, because that also means that education prices is probably going to be $100 less. And there's so many people for whom that $100 or that $200 difference between uh, the M1 and the M2 is going to be the difference between having a Mac and having a Windows machine. And most of those people would probably rather have uh, a Mac, wouldn't they? What is it outside of the processor? Sorry, what is it outside of the processor that brings this over that nine ninety nine price price bump? What else do they do with the M two over the M one to to really raise that price? Do we think? I think it's not the processor so much as it is the. um, I mean, the display is new. Um, the webcam is upgraded. It's that notch display, um, which is it's not as good a display as this MacBook Pros that cost two thousand dollars, but it's brighter and it's taller and it's got yes, it's got the notch. But you know, they the, Apple's been very clever about hiding the menu bar and the notch, and I think that, that for most people, the menu bar being up there, it, it isn't that disruptive, and you get used to it, and it's fine. But it's a so it's a better display. It's a better webcam. It's a 1080 webcam. You got MagSafe. Um, this new design probably is a little more expensive than the old design too, in terms of the physical enclosure of it. I, I'm sure it's one of those things where they looked at the cost of making this right now and didn't weren't comfortable taking it to nine ninety nine and thought 
like I just said, that the M1 Air is actually pretty great. So why don't why don't we keep selling it? Um, but I do think that over time they need to push it down because, like Andy said, uh, and it's the truth of it. It's the reality of it. There, there's a reason Apple tried to get rid of the MacBook Air a few years ago and replace it with the MacBook and the 13 inch MacBook pro, both of which were 1199 or 1299 and they were retina and the MacBook air wasn't. And people didn't care. They just kept buying the 999 laptop. And I think Apple's learned that lesson that for a lot of people, the 999 laptop is what they're going to buy. And that's it. Like you can, you can try to sell me an 1199 laptop, but there's a certain um, portion of the consumer base that's just going to say no. So, uh, so that's why I think in the long run, the M2 Air will need to get down there. And I know there's inflation and stuff like that, but like having that, having that 1999 price point, a lot of nines, like Andy said, I think is important. And I, I don't, I really wonder what the, they'll never say, but what the sales proportion will be between the M1 and the M2 over the next year. Cause I think they're still going to sell a lot of M1 Airs and they should, it's a great computer. I, I will say that Apple is starting to starting to it feels like there's a trajectory that looks a lot like the early 90s where there are so many different chips and so many different computers that are being released and they're all in different cadences that even for someone like me, I start going, I don't know what I want to buy. You know, like, it, you know, I think it was clear for a while and I think it's starting to get murky. And I think that it's not murky yet, but I think that Apple has to start thinking about, you know, the streamlining that a little bit it probably has to do with supply chains and lots of other things of, of putting out what you can when you can but with lots of different chipsets that are not as far apart um with lots of different um uh, outlays it just gets it starts to get confusing um and, and it was it was like it was not that there was didn't need to be i don't know six versions of of the mac when you know that was they're almost identical in the early 90s but i start feeling a little deja vu that we're starting to get a lot of product different different pieces of hardware at different levels of development and and it's starting to lead to i, I think it's I, people i've talked to are starting to get like they're just hanging on and not buying anything right now because they're not sure what what the next thing is for them because it's just so many different options and there's so fine a detail between them that it really takes a lot of thought and something that apple's been good at not forcing us to do for a long time uh, but it seems to be getting harder because you were there jason i'll give you a little pride of uh place was there anything you saw that uh, knocked your socks off, or more than one well, thing is fine. I, I think the big thing that was the surprise it, and says a lot about a lot of things. Says a lot about Apple's ambitions. Says a lot about what the rumors are and where they come from. Is this idea of the dynamic island? And yeah. I want to start yeah. with the name <laughs> because. The nothing we, nothing says we wish we had named the notch so people call it something that isn't the notch, like calling this the dynamic island. Like they lost control of the narrative there, and they're like, no, 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 it's an island, people, a dynamic island. You so, really have but, to admire yeah. their ability to take a negative and turn it into, yeah. I think, a po- at least it looks like a positive. Yeah. I don't know, like, it's it's it. called lemonade. Like lemonade. The, exactly. Like they should call it the lemonade drop. Oh, no. It, it's it's beyond lemonade, and th- those of you who listened to the listened to uh, Leo and I last week, Sean could see like how excited I was about it. It's there's one thing about saying, oh, okay, well we masked this enough that you don't notice that this was a design problem that we solved. It's l- truly like you could you could uh, I uh, Apple could make the claim that no 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 we des- we were working up to this for the past three or four years, and this is it just took us a while before we get the sensors into that one little pill that we always mm-hmm. wanted for the iPhone iPhone ten, mm-hmm. uh, and I mean. I'm it not, wouldn't I'm, I'm work sure that's not, I'm sure that's, 
Uh, in fact, yeah, they don't exactly. put it on the notch. I notice on the iPhone 14 yeah. and 14 Plus. Right. So you I know, think so the, it the work notch, as well with I, the notch. I, I, I also I really another thing, like, another, another quick, just another quick thing about the notch, though. Uh, someone uh, overlaid screenshots that the notch actually intrudes vertically into the screen right. less than the pill. <laughs> right. So that's an interesting choice. Yeah, they, I, I they, they, they chose it. to make it. You know, drift down in that island there. That's what they chose to do this time. When I saw it, when I saw it, all I could think of for some reason, I, I was picturing Larry David just going, hey, it's a notch. It's a notch. Like, like I don't know. I don't, it's a notch. Yeah. I kind of I like the notch. You know, it's like, uh, it's, 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 it's like this black spot where I put all my, all my vids. A pill. Who, who wants a pill? I'm just going to spend $1,200 for that. I got pills in my life. Yeah. So if we talk, talk about the rumors here, right? Like, it's these two cutouts, and everybody's like, oh, it's going to be a hole punch and a, like, like a little oval hole punch and that's going to be it and yeah. and it shows you first off that so many rumors come out of the supply chain where all they know it's the it's you know it's the three blind men and the elephant there's larry david um <laughs> it's, it's the three blind men and the elephant they're like oh it's two it's two things now exactly but uh what's actually happening is software and yeah i i really think they've had the last five years since they did the notch to think like well if we can get it smaller you know, could we embrace it? Could we build UI yeah. around it and turn it into a feature? Yeah. And that's not something that we all got as a rumor because that was deep inside Cupertino, right? Yeah, Instead that wasn't of being just on the chain. assembly line. Yeah, yeah. And, and and I love their ambition there, right? Because it is it is turning a negative into a positive. It's like, well, it does if we cool. dance around the <laughs> UI, does. if we dance around those little holes, and it's right. almost as if they disappear. Right. Whereas the notch is like, just don't look at it, okay? Just it's not. A, it's not. Don't a, look at it. It's not a pill. It's a permanent widget kind of a thing. Here's the uh, comparison you were talking about, Andy, from uh, Reddit, via Reddit's uh, uh, iPhone Reddit. So the 14 and the 14 Pro, the split and superimposed. So you see the pill is actually... uh, Further down. Yeah. Smaller. Very good. I think that's right. Further down. But it's It's, further down. It's it's narrower, but I think it's a, a, a slightly bigger up taller than the notch but I, but I also think that the fact that you do get some active pixels up uh, above up it on top of the pill that's what makes the dynamic makes it, island it, possible otherwise yeah, it, be it a dyma- dynamic uh, peninsula but, but also is, visually <laughs> vis- <laughs> nobody wants a uh, dynamic peninsula <laughs> here you go you know you know they they're thinking we could have called the notch the static peninsula people would have <laughs> eaten that up oh kicking themselves it's not a notch it's a peninsula <laughs> Uh, okay, I can't no ask you Island. this, Jason. <laughs> so just uh, wink. No, no. <laughs> besides, okay. so have you had any experience of it other than in the hands-on? Uh, no, thing? I no. can I can give you the the official canary, which is I was not one of those people who yeah. was, who stayed tomorrow. behind and got a briefing. Tomorrow and, you might and, get it. Yeah, yeah, maybe, maybe yeah. that's yeah. that's usually how it works, right? Yeah. Is that the second second wave people get it the after the embargo drops, right? Um, so, so, so we I've can't really s- judge how the utility I, or the, you know, I mean, there may be a high annoyance I, factor with I that thing. Say, going. Bleh, 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 bleh. I would say we won't be able to judge it even when it ships. And this is why it's because this is part of this, this action widget framework that they announced in June. The idea that you have live actions as widgets and show things like a baseball game or, yeah. or now yeah. playing in, in the music app. It, this is the other shoe of that dropping, which is that this is the same API does the stuff around the dynamic island. Well, the thing is, that's a coming later feature for everybody but Apple. So third party stuff is going to be really 
uh, it's going to take a few months for the third parties to support this. And I feel so I feel like out of the gate, it's going to be a little thin because it's just going to be Apple stuff. And then there's going to be like a software update and we're going to get third party apps that that embrace the dynamic island. They move out to the island and then we'll see how it is. But I think it's going to take a while for the uptake from the developers to, to come yeah. in. And, and thank you, Apple, for making an API or whatever they call it, a kit for this because it is nice that Absolutely. other apps can use it especially because apps are going to take over the whole screen so it, it's very nice that an app can somehow integrate that thing that hole yeah. into something better. and that's and, th- and that's something that apple can do that google can't google a couple of iterations ago well, google's trying to get away from the pill right well, they, well, no, not they're making it I'm smaller talking, and smaller. I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm not. I'm talking about the pill. I'm talking about uh, how uh, a, a few iterations of, of Android ago, they came up with this really interesting idea of having apps have access to picture in picture, just like YouTube. So that, like, if, if you're in Google Maps, for instance, and you're on a bus or you're on a train or whatever, you can actually keep an active Google Maps view of where you are, so that you don't miss your stop and stuff like that. And they made and they opened that up to third parties, but Google doesn't have the ability to either by making it so attractive as Apple makes their stuff attractive or by strong arming their developers the way that Apple strong arms their developers to actually convince so many third parties to actually take advantage of it. This is a beautiful and and the 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 thing that I miss a lot that's so obvious about about phones is there are times where there is an ongoing thing that an, that an app is doing in the background yeah. that you want to be able to keep an eye on mm-hmm. even if it's just even if it's just that I want to actually have a persistent thing that says here's how long this call has been running or here's how here, Here's the uh, uh, here's here's where this uh, the 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 source of this audio is coming from, and I want to be able to mute and control it there, or uh, or the, the the gold the gold standard which they demonstrated, which is when is how long is it going to take for my lift to get here? Do I have time to brush my teeth, or am I going to have to hot dog it when I get when I get to the office uh, when I get to the office later that day? Apple's going to be able to actually. Uh, take advantage of it now maybe they'll maybe for all we know when we're being really optimistic i'm being really excited about it but it could be just as bad a situation as the i still can't remember what apple's official name for that stupid little oled strip on above the keyboard was but nobody really thank you very much the touch bar uh, nobody really supported it there was some fun (laughs) it was fun to, to play doom on this on the touch bar but it didn't become the sort of thing where all of the apps that you use find a creative and productive way to use it so maybe we're just being optimistic here but i don't think so i think this is something that every app is going to want to be able to say look how modern we are this is, look how, look how much you're getting for your five dollars a month or whatever whatever we're charging for subscription we're making this better we're making this more modern we're making this the equivalent of every single apple uh, app that's out there i I'm, I'm i'm feeling pretty good about it how long before android <laughs> phones start copying it right that's oh when you know it, it already happened it already happened some on a on a on a uh, uh, a theme. Oh God, uh, not a theme. A launcher. No, Xiaomi. Uh, Xiaomi yeah. The, yeah, Xiaomi. This is the dynamic island on a Xiaomi phone. <laughs> sure, <laughs> why not? I'm I think sure in general great. the uh, the general press reaction to Dynamic Island has been extremely positive, like Andy mm-hmm, and yeah. mine. Uh, the real question will be uh, once we get it in our hot little hands. Uh, yeah, how does it work in practice? Because right. I mean, it is like like Andy said, really a a great idea to say phone screens are too small for multitasking. But what about an active 
uh, background information area, and you can tap and hold, and it brings up a, a more dynamic kind of control. Although, again, my understanding is that those aren't really interactive if you're not Apple. Uh, third-party apps are less interactive. Oh, is that true? Di- oh, I think so, but you can see a direction that they're headed here, which is this is almost like something like the Mac menu bar for the iPhone, right? It's a place that you can put little menu yeah. bar items, essentially, and say, here's what the, what else is going on. And I think that that is a, uh, again, I, I you know there's that saying about how, how if you put constraints on creative people, sometimes they do their best work. This feels like that. This feels like Apple looking at those holes in their display and being like, we got to do something. And in doing that, they came up with a, a rethinking, like a major rethinking of how iOS works on phones. And that's, yeah, it's got a lot of potential, even though I mean, I, I'm with Andy, we're going to get it. And there's going to be like, Oh, it doesn't do this. And it's going to be one of those things we have to wait maybe a year for, but I think it's got huge potential. So, uh, yeah. Um, Everybody got their ultras. The reviews have been out for a while. Stephen, have you had one for a while? I do. I got one uh, on launch day. There's the ultra with the uh, white ocean band right there. Nice. Oh, you have the ocean Sharp. band. I have the gray ocean band. And at some point, I'll bring in the... Did it take you a while to figure out how the ocean band, ocean band works? <laughs> it, it, I read the instructions. I copiously read I, you know, about the second loop and putting it through. Yeah, I think I threw the instructions out or something. because. <laughs> So it comes with a uh, removable, in fact, it's not even attached when you get it, second loop for the right. tab end. And the, I didn't pay attention, and I just put it around the back, and which means I couldn't get the tab in at all. <laughs> like, it, it wouldn't fit. And I thought, well, that's this is, I don't know. Eh. Then I figured it out. I, I, I look, oh, there's holes there. I could just thread it through a hole. And now I quite like yes. it. And it's adjustable. So that's because this is the one-size-fits-all band. Even your wet. I do like it. I have been using a lot of my previous solo loops with yeah. the Ultra because they all fit and they yeah. fit great. Yeah. yeah. In fact, I was concerned about my pad and quill. Uh, what, Micah, what do you young people call those? Uh, a cuff. 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 Thank you. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I was concerned about that because it had a hole cut out for the uh, back of the watch and it actually works. So everything's fine. Oh, yeah. So that's good. We're here to report that your Ultra, as huge as it might be, and I put this on Lisa's, my wife's wrist, and it really is too big for her. I said, come on, you would love this watch. So uh, what do you think, Mr. Robleth? I really like it. I mean, the battery life, I've been testing it. went 48 hours straight yeah. off charger, and it was still at 28% battery, which is pretty amazing. And even uh, did some deep sea diving in my pool and tested the, uh, the depth app. Oh, if only I had a pool. <laughs> it did go down to five feet. And so yeah, as soon as the Apple Watch Ultra is submerged, depth app comes up, went down to five feet, and it saw it, read the water temperature, depth, and it was pretty accurate. So I turn, cool. You know, when you're setting it up, it says, well, if you go in water, you want to know how deep you are and how cold it is. <laughs> and I said, well, of course I do, because if I fall off the Titanic, it would be nice as I sink to know how, how far I've sunk. Uh, but I maybe I'll scuba sometime. I have scuba in the past. I like scuba diving. This is really, though, yeah. silly for a person like me to have. Cause it's oh, a, I mean, it's the same for me. I have no practical use for it. And the most yeah. action I've had is grocery shopping with Apple Watch Ultra. <laughs> uh, but that larger display showing my grocery list, that was that was key feature right there. It's a great experience. Uh, I Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. It's great for grocery shopping. I'm sure Apple will put that in their next ad. <laughs> yeah. I was shopping in the aisle at Safeway when all of a sudden I couldn't remember. Iceberg or Romaine? Then my watch came to the rescue. 
I am. I, 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 I reached. I reached in to buy a bundle of romaine, and then that's when the automatic spritzers came on. And <laughs> thank God I had the rugged version of my Apple Watch, yeah. or else. Well, things could have gotten pretty south pretty fast. Let me tell you that. You know, in this shot, it the close. It does look kind of hunky, chunky. Um, that's that's why that's why I'm looking forward to like designers coming forward with like more substantial bands like 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 the 70s to have like those like gauntlet sort of things that like that made you look like real beefy and real hunky like uh, I was the day that it, the day that it was shown off I thought that oh my god there's going to be such a market on Etsy for like women's watch women's Apple Watch Ultra bands that make you look like uh, either Wonder Woman or Xena. Because oh, cool. like if you if you if you're going if you're going for one of if you're going for one of those like ultra marathon like mucker sort of things you're gonna want to have like the 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 Wonder Woman bracer or the Xena. Oh, this like, would be good, yeah, like for just, a mudder, yeah. How deep and how cold is the mud? Yeah, be- I will say uh, Although- I watched a okay a DC Rainmaker actually has a YouTube channel I just found it this morning and he tested the depth in one of those like cylindrical yeah, yeah. water cases yeah, yeah. and. Yeah, he brought it down all the way to 130 feet, and that's when it stops measuring depth. That's like the maximum, at least in feet, 130 feet. Well, and uh, yeah. but it, it stayed accurate with the gauge. I thought uh, it's supposed I thought to it did something really. It's supposed to be able to go like, to a thousand. Right. I mean, 100 meters, but that doesn't mean right. to continue to measure. Yeah, it do, it does it does this cool thing that's very safe that says like it could probably measure beyond that, but the screen just simply says, "Okay, you're below 140 now. I'm out." I'm not. A, I'm not. You're, a, you're, 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 that seems you're like a lot. You'd have this. to be a specialized yeah. diver, right, to go deeper than that, or no? Yeah, I think that. I think that's when you need mix. Yeah. Like if, yeah. Uh, but this is I, cool. I was, I was so this is a hyper. This is a hyperbaric chamber for watches or something. He's got a. It's got a pump on it, and it can. It can increase the water pressure, huh? Yeah. That's kind of cool. It's, 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 it's good video. He he said that he he said that he had it commissioned. He had it made so he had it made so long ago that like the tablet that he's he's using with is using like a eight, yeah. Look at the bezel on generation that outdated. <laughs> but he but he said that he, he he was hoping that he could he would like uh, be able to like uh, depth test like all these waterproof and like water resistant watches to failure. And then he found out that even when he bought like these really really crappy watches like off of AliExpress, like they don't just like catastrophically fail in a cool way. They just usually just kind of keep working until they stop yeah so well, apple says is water resistant um and yet they show people swimming in it and they say you can dive is it really can you is it waterproof why don't they say waterproof i water, think that's a my, different my, kind of certification for it is yeah the ip i mean deep sea diving to 100 meters i mean that's pretty resistant i would say unless you can only do it for 10 seconds and then you have to come back yeah. i mean i don't know but <laughs> uh, my understanding, the last time I looked into it, about yeah, like a year or two ago, is that the the difference is usually that if it's waterproof, that means that it has active measure, active countermeasures against ingress, uh, meaning that you have gaskets that are being held together by positive mechanical seals. Whereas water resistant means that there's glue. There's it's at some point this glue this system could fail. At which point it doesn't. At which point this ages out of the uh, water resistant system. IP stands think, for ingress protection. And uh, I don't. What is the IP rating uh, on this? Is it IP sixty eight? Sixty eight. Okay, so IP six yes. X can resist high pressure, heavy sprays of water. <laughs> uh, it's not about a water. So, uh, is this a way that Apple can get out of uh, warrantying it if it fails underwater? 
It seems well, odd. Already, they they get out of warranting it by simply expressing that it's not it's not warranted against this. So, that, so they're good. Yeah, it, ha- it has a bunch of military spec certifications, which are absolutely intense. If you look at the entire library of certifications that come under this category that they're that they're qualifying under, a lot of it really is. Does it does it resist against chemical attack? Does it resist against acid? Does it resist against again fighting the fighting aliens on the on the USS Sulaco or something like that? Uh, but however, I was excited when I saw that certification. That I learned about the certification where it's passed against certain elements of that, but not the really, really exciting ones. So if you are, if you are on a, if your procurement re- requirements, meaning we, meaning your boss will, uh, your, your company will, will, uh, will authorize the, the procurement of this device. So long as it has this kind of certification, it will pass some, some kinds of these super, super intense field certifications, but not others. But it, it does indicate, it does point out that a, uh, people like me are thinking, oh, well, if I'm uh, either I'm an adventurer or I'm just want a really cool, big, fancy watch. But there are a lot of people who like work in the oil, work in the energy industries, like we're working on oil derricks, people who are working in construction that they really do need something that they can they can use all day just as a regular like uh, regular fitness watch or just as a regular smart watch. They just need it to be super, super durable, even though they're not, you know, uh, they're they're not skydiving off of Everest or something like that. They just they they they're operating heavy equipment. They need something that's gonna that's gonna hold up to that. Apple says, uh, rather Wikipedia says, Mill Standard Eight Ten, which is the Apple standard. They're saying we have Mill Spec Eight Ten H Three is a flexible standard that allows users to tailor <laughs> test methods to fit the application. As a result, a vendor's claim of compliance to U.S. Mill Standard Eight Ten can be misleading because no commercial organization. Or agency certifies compliance. So, okay, fine. It's kind of meaningless. Uh, it's I know you know it's uh, it's you could take it out into battle. I guess I don't know. Um, yeah. So, but the but the point is made. In fact, didn't somebody try to hammer it and uh, ended up hammering, yeah. destroying the table? Some YouTuber. Yeah, that's a typical. Supposedly, YouTuber, the you know, Apple Watch stopped working before the screen was actually shattered. And so the shock to the internals messed it up before the screen would break. But I mean, enough hits the screen shatter too. So, yeah, I'm not going to hit it with a hammer. Uh, (laughs) You know, I might, I might take it swimming. (laughs) I might, I might do that. I'm concerned about my wrist. If it gets hit with a hammer than anything else. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, But I have to say, I love it. I, I, I'm not curious, Stephen, what you think. Uh, Unless Andy, did you get one too? No, I think it's just me and Stephen at this point. Nope. Just you guys. Um, I like the bigger screen because uh, I can actually type the passcode in <laughs> the first time every time. Uh, I are you using the Wayfarer, uh, the new Wayfarer uh, watch face. I typically used a modular watch face, and that's one of the weird things with the display because it's larger. It's scaled up all yeah. the watch faces, and it feels a little sparse. Like it's not yeah. feeling like the normal modular would feel. So that's, that's a little why, weird. And that's why yeah. I'm using Wayfarer because I have eight complications. Which I like. I love. I have love my. Yeah. And if I double tap the bezel, I can uh, I can see what longitude and latitude mm-hmm. I'm at, uh, which is not all that useful. But and it has a and it has a compass <laughs> yeah. on it. It also does some really right. interesting things. Uh, you can set waypoints. So if like breadcrumbs, if you're Hansel right. and Gretel, it'll you can drop waypoints <laughs> as you're as you're hiking. Which means if you're going off trail, at least you'll be able to maybe get back. Uh, one of the waypoints can be where your car is parked. So for me, that's more useful. <laughs> Importantly, of note, that is a that is a watch OS uh, feature. And so any yours do it with, too. Um, yeah. Any oh, modern nice. Apple watch is able to do the wayfinding thing. Oh, 
Well, never mind yeah. then, iOS Today host. <laughs> I just, I just, you think can't do no, longitude and latitude, can you? I cannot, but okay. that's just easily one of the coolest features, in my opinion. The wayfinding thing, I do like to hike, is. and so cool. I was excited to see yeah. that it was available yeah. on multiple watches. Uh, I, uh, I just say, uh, as I'm, you say, Stephen, my battery life. So yeah. they want you to sleep with it on five nights in a row so that you can project your ovulation, which I'm excited about. So uh, <laughs> I have been sleeping with it on only hit Lisa once last night, which was which was good. <laughs> Because this can leave quite a mark, and uh, yeah. and battery life overnight is like six percent loss. Actually, it was like more even like four percent loss. It was very low. Uh, I wore it overnight yeah, last night, all day yesterday with a workout. It was down to fifty three percent after a full twenty four hours. So that bodes well for forty eight hour battery life. Charged it up in less than an hour while I was having breakfast. Uh, this yeah. is a watch you can, if you might not want to, but it is certainly one you can wear all the time. And that's what I did. I, I sleep with mine. I slept with my Series 7 and earlier watches anyway for sleep tracking. And with like the two-day battery life, it's pretty nice. Yeah. Just wear it overnight. And the charger, it did charge up very quickly, quicker than I would have thought being a larger battery. But if you have that faster charging capability like the Series 7 did, and you have a charger that supports it, it charged up very quickly. I was surprised. I was a little disappointed for 700 or 800 bucks. It should come with a better puck. It comes with the same puck that the other... Lesser. You get a braided cable, though. Oh, it's braided, true. It is uh, braided. Wow. Apple Watch cable, yeah. <laughs> so the old edition was... watches would come with that fancy, you know, uh, ultra suede <laughs> table stand. I still have my original with I that because I got a stainless steel original yeah. Apple Watch. I still have the box. Yeah, that's I will say I'll be testing uh, this Apple Watch Ultra in the hurricane uh, that's actually headed my way. Oh, where are you right now? <laughs> oh, my word. I am near uh, Tampa, Florida. Oh, Tampa. And, uh, it's going to be the first time in 100 years Tampa's yeah. had a yes. hurricane. I jokingly tweeted, uh, I tweeted last week when I got it jokingly, oh, I get to test it in a hurricane. And now I'm uh, regretting that tweet because I think it will be a legitimate test. Yes. And uh, unfortunately, I I do have to say I'm about to lose power. I did not plan for this. That's okay. Uh, If you lose power, uh, we'll wish you well and we'll think about you as Ian. So it's making, it's made landfall. Is it, is it stormy out? Well, I'm about to lose power because there's a generator being hooked up currently, and uh, I was told it wouldn't need to have the power off, but it's going to. And so when that kicks off, I'm not sure how long I'll be out, but uh, I'll be reporting live from the hurricane floor uh, tomorrow, (laughs) and I will let you know how Apple Watch Ultra does in that kind of environment. Wow, this is exciting. (laughs) Steven, can I I make one request just for, I mean, this this would be a generous gift for us, but if the the crew says, oh, by the way, we're going to be shutting off power in about 30 seconds. Seconds. Could you just say, oh, my God, the winds are starting to pick up now. I don't know how so that you get cut off in mid-sentence because that oh, would make that a really would great good. thumbnail for the video. That would be, I mean, it would be yeah. great for the channel. I know it's not your channel, but, I mean, I'll just in the back of your mind. To just cut it off you, now, and I'll, it, I'll try to you know. time it right. <laughs> if you wow. could, like, and just reach, just just like give the camera a little bit of shake and, like, say, wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, 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 I got to head for the shelter. Wow. Uh, sorry, yeah, I, I shouldn't be making fun. I hope everything works out okay. That, yeah. that's, that was rude of me. Thank but. you. We'll be all right. We'll be all right. Uh, yeah, so if you, if the power goes out, we'll understand it when you yeah. disappear. Appreciate it. Sorry about that. No, that's quite all right. <laughs> Do you have family in Puerto Rico as well? Not anymore. Every, we all oh, okay. moved to New York. got out. And okay. then, um, yeah, so so no one uh, no one's there now. Yeah, because uh, it got hit very hard. And uh, yeah. our thoughts and prayers, as they say, out to our friends in Puerto Rico. 
Um, yeah, I was going to try and fly my DJI Mini 2 drone, uh, but I don't think it's going to withstand those hurricane force winds. I think that's going to work. <laughs> will not it, work. Yeah, mine doesn't even like a light breeze, to be honest with you. So. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, you can't take it to the beach. No. It's just, yeah, yeah, I know. Here's a teardown of the Ultra, uh, where in which you could see the giant, uh, the very giant uh battery in it this is at the iFixit uh, folks who do such a great job uh with yeah. their teardowns um it, it one thing i did learn though though it, as tempting as it might be because there's pentalobe screws in the back very visible uh do not take your uh watch apart apparently it's not easy to put back together again <laughs> unless you're a trained professional do not uh anyway the the kind of the bottom line review steven on the uh, ultra worth it well, you know, I, I do like the bigger screen, and I was always a titanium watch guy. I liked the 6 and 7 in titanium. I thought it showed less scratches, plus I like the sapphire display, and you don't get that option on the Series 8 anymore. So if you want titanium, well, <laughs> there it goes. Oh, bye-bye, Steven. Bye. It's been a pleasure nice to talking to you. Good luck in the hurricane. Holy camoly. That's scary. That's, <laughs> That's scary. terrifying. I heard, his, yeah, I heard his UPS. Yeah, beep, beep. There goes the power. Uh, okay, we're <laughs> watch. Show this. Show the wide shot. The hurricane. Because what happens now is Brick comes in and removes you from the presence. Yeah. Wait, he's still there. <laughs> Wait a minute, he's back. Put him back. He's in the dark. I'll last. I'll last as, uh, as long as my APC runs on uh, my Mac Studio. I hear the beeping. I hear the beeping. <laughs> wow, wow, it's amazing. Ian, it's a miracle. Florida. Oh, God. <laughs> We're going to call him uh, Lazarus Robles, Robles from now on. That's awesome. I, I have the same UPS when I heard that beep. I'm like, yeah, hey, I know that what, beep. What's yeah. happening in my office? I yeah. know that beep. So if you're hearing <laughs> yeah. it, folks, it's not you. It's him. Uh, That's it. But anyway, uh, yeah, final Apple Watch Ultra review. I really like it. You know, whether it's worth it, if you're not an adventurer, is hard to say. Liking the material, liking the bigger screen for accessibility. If you like making super large text. Sorry about the beeping. Uh, that might be a worthwhile feature. But uh, I don't know. It remains to be seen. I'm going to use it for the next few weeks without my Series 7, just strictly Ultra, and we'll see how it goes. Uh, turn on the flashlight on the watch, and then that way you can just use the <laughs> yeah. oh, that's a great, to, to light your, that's a great light your idea. beard. The beard will Some stay lit. ambiance, right? Yeah. <laughs> no, it's not that bright. <laughs> it, it's goes. a little bit. Really, you have to keep it, twisting it to your wrist to do it. Yeah. It's pretty picky. That's tough. <laughs> Lit by his Apple Watch in the midst of Hurricane Ian, direct from Tampa, it's Beard.fm. Back to 2022 now, and Apple's release of, could it be, too many iPads? So let's talk about these iPads here. Uh, and by the way, all of this is exactly as rumored, right? Were there yeah. were there any surprise that maybe that hover thing is a surprise? We didn't know hover, about that. Hover was new. Yeah, I haven't heard about that. Yeah. And that and that seems like I can't wait to get my hands on that. The idea that uh, if you now if it's if the sensors are good enough that if you just hover the pencil over the screen, it will show you the target uh, uh, below it. Uh, so it's kind of it's kind of it's kind it's like three D touch, but in the opposite direction from the screen. Uh, and for art oh. apps, they just just know where you're about to play to plunk down your 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 pointer is just a big big deal. I, well, think I think that scribble sensing it is a huge one to me. You know, I, I think that the other thing that potentially could happen there is spray painting. So oh. now you're not touching the surface. You yeah. can go over it and, um, and lay layers of spray paint, which has been something that you can do with uh, Wacom. 
the high end Wacom tablets and so on and so forth has not yeah. actually touched the surface. So it'll be really good interesting point. for re- photo retouching as well. Yeah, good point. Yep. You can so you yep. can see what you're doing to the lights and the shadows while you're doing it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So for vibrant colors, <laughs> uh, and they are vibrant, frankly, except for the silver. Uh, they're it's very they're very they look like uh, the iPhone C. Remember, they really are yeah. very colorful. Yep. Yeah, they're very personable. I'm, I'm, I'm glad to the see they one put more amazing. color. <laughs> they, they keep they keep breaking new ground on new ways to have words for describe the word gray. And this uh, is a redesign, yeah, I, right? The uh, squared off uh, yep. case is kind of more and like the iPad Pros from last year. So that's the all pig all pixel screen too, which is good. Or you know, it's all glass, so the buttons on the top instead of being in the bottom. More than that, the camera's on the top instead of being Yay. on the side. <laughs> what a big difference. You know, I might have to get my yeah. mom this because she's always looking in the wrong place, <laughs> putting her thumb on the side. Yep, yep. Uh, putting it on the top now makes it more like a laptop, which is very smart. Ultra-wide really- 12-megapixel front camera, 12-megapixel back camera. They say updated. A USB-C port. This is on the... Uh, the new yeah. iPad, so it is USB-C. It's not Lightning. Yeah. It supports a wide range of accessories, Wi-Fi 6. I thought it was 6E. The Maybe. Pro is 6E. The Pro is 6E, okay. Yes. Not that that matters for most people, but mm. you know, it's the first uh, iPad with 6E, I believe. Um, new Magic Keyboard Folio. It doesn't have that weird... Uh, lift up thing anymore it's just a regular flat kickstand it's got yeah. a kickstand which actually i think is probably better because now you're lying the keyboard flat on the s- surface right so it's going to have less give i would think i don't know maybe maybe uh, but also also look the row of function keys on the thing that is they, they did they did so much to make this like inexpensive like 450 dollar tablet into why would you why on earth would you even consider buying a windows tablet because this is we're making we're making so many accommodations towards the real world of people who are people who are like man i would love this but it's kind of a close race and oh i just can't deal with lighting or oh man i love this it's a close race but i really need actual function keys for for uh, for a lot of the uh, virtualization that i do this is such a compelling product in so many ways. It's very exciting. Um, Greg Joswiak said, we're so excited to bring the completely redesigned iPad to our most advanced iPad lineup ever. Why even bother, Greg? <laughs> <laughs> I still think I still, I'm just waiting for like, you know, this one isn't as good as the last one, but yeah. you know, it's, we've had, we've had some supply issues and, you know, yeah. you know, um it's it's funny they always get the crap taken out of them for saying that the next one is the best one ever because of course it is but i i'm trying to find out why do they do it like what makes it a thing especially when you know everyone's teasing you because there are always new people being brought (laughs) to the ecosystem because it's funny until they stop (laughs) well here's the thing that's hilarious it's starting to come up in like the regular comedy stuff, right? So SNL did something and they had a joke recently and they're talking about the iPhone. Oh yeah, this one, the best one ever. So like now it's getting down Everybody to where regular knows. people, yeah. not just the nerds are doing it. Yeah. But yeah. I think the only thing that I can process in my head is they realize there's new people coming to the ecosystem all the time. So for them, this language is new and it makes them feel like they're getting in on something dope. But mm-hmm. it's funny to us. Is uh, the display slightly bigger, right? It's now 10.9 inch instead of 10.2. So they have reduced the bezels. It's probably as much as they're ever going to because you still need to hold it. 
somewhere. Yeah. yeah. Uh, liquid retina display, A14 Bionic, first ever landscape front camera, USB-C. I think the USB-C is telling. I mean, the, the, there's no <laughs> lightning yeah. in, in any of this. This is the, the, the I think the difference I think the what what the difference between Apple Silicon and Intel is to the Mac the difference between USB C and Lightning is to the iPads or really every every yeah, other product yeah, if you don't have a USB C port yeah, yeah maybe you should hold off another year yeah uh, I by the way iPad OS sixteen uh, which they said will be coming out for all of us with iPads uh, well all of us with iPad Pros and some of us with regular iPads uh, on Monday. Your order, which can be made today for both the new <laughs> Apple TV and the new iPads, is uh, delivered Wednesday. Not tomorrow, well, October 26th. Okay. <laughs> Not tomorrow. I was like, don't get I was your like, hopes really? up. I can give you an- don't get your hopes <laughs> up. Are you going to order this, uh, Doc Rock? Uh, no, I have my, my M1 iPad Pro, which I, I absolutely yeah. love. I don't feel any. And- yeah, I'm the same way. I don't feel any need. Yeah, well, I'm definitely not going to switch to M2 yet because, like, like a ding dong again. This is normal for me. When I got the M1 iPad Pro, I filled it, so it was twenty five hundred bones. <laughs> but I, I, you know, like one thing I just realized, I forgot that I, iPad 16 wasn't out already because I've been on the beta for so long <laughs> that I literally forgot it didn't exist because we have it on the phone, right? So yeah, that's kind of funny to see that announcement. I'm like, what do you mean coming out? It's been an iPad. OS. We don't have that yet. Yeah, yeah. You have totally the beta. forgot. Yeah. Yeah. Beta. So I, it, it is so good that I literally forgot that I've been using beta. That's and good. that's a that's a good thing for the people who will be upgrading, you know, come th- this week or next week, is that it is really, really stable. And yes, I don't use that stage thing on it though, because that just yeah. freaks me out. I will be interested. Freeform is coming out with uh, iPad OS. I, we thought maybe it was going to be delayed, so I will be very interested to see what you think of that. I feel like that's there's some stealth thing they're doing there with Freeform, or maybe it's just a, yeah. another one of those apps that somebody wrote and they threw it in, and then now ignore it for the rest of uh, its its life. It was it, it was a, it was a nice reassuring piece of news. I'm, I'm I have to correct myself. I said that uh, the release of Data Ventura is indeterminate, but I forgot. No, no, that it's that Monday was as well. Another, yeah. That was exactly. Yeah. So yeah. So so knowing so knowing that they're not. Uh, there also, I think the announcement also said that yes, stage manager will be part of uh, of uh, Ventura. It's not like they're going to say, "Oh, that's going to be a, that's there, there's a there's a technology preview in place and for for uh, for early betas." But then you will get the we'll we will deliver the actual product in about a month after that. The fact that they're shipping they're they're, they're shipping uh, stage manager next Monday is good. I mean, it, at least they feel as though it's stable enough that it's not going to break people's heads. The if It might make, break people's heads the new user interface, but again, that's like we talked about last week, if they don't want to use it, people don't have to use it. But it has to, you have to put it out there and get people start to hammer on it before they can figure out how to make it even better. Pricing is yeah. a little higher. They're still going to offer the ninth generation base model for $329. Uh, this one, kind of more, it's not, they didn't label it an Air, but it's kind of more Air priced, 449 uh, if you want cellular, five ninety nine, that's a bigger bump. It used to be a hundred twenty nine dollar bump, right? And now it's a hundred fifty dollar bump to get uh, cellular in there. Maybe that's the five G tax. Uh, it'll come in sixty four gig and two hundred fifty six gig configurations. Nothing in between. You either get it all or nothing. Uh, it, oh, by the way, Apple Pencil first generation only, right? So is that a disappointment? Do we want to use the second generation on this thing? I guess that's for the pros. How do you, if it's USB-C, how do you 
charge. Oh, charge. Uh-oh. I guess you got to have a cable. You gotta have it has, cable that adapter, adapter came with it. Oh, yeah, okay. that tiny, you can't tiny plug it little in. adapter. Yeah. You have to get some adapter now to like plug it in. A dongle of yeah. shame, yeah. as Dave Schaub <laughs> calls it in our chat room. A dongle of shame. Wow. And most of us lost that little nub in that came I with know. it like years no, ago. Gotta, but also, and even the Apple TV a while back came with a little nub in it. Ah. That was so somewhere around here I have it, but I use a second gen yeah. pencil. So here's the thing that that's it. amazing to me, and, and Alex mentioned this earlier. Now in iPad game, we got a lot of skews. Like that's on Apple. Like there are a metric uh there's three, Apple basically three levels, but then there's sizes. Well, because now we have Pro in two sizes. We have iPad. We have iPad 4 Gen, iPad 9, I mean 10 Gen, iPad 9 Gen. Do we have the Air anymore? Is the Air gone? Yes. No, it's still there. That's what I'm saying. We have a lot of skews right now. Mm, wonder why that's interesting. It's, so they didn't kill me. I, I feel like Apple's been doing a lot of skews for a lot of things, and it, it, I, I will say I agree that with the doc that it's they're getting it's away getting, from the uh, it's getting, Steve Jobs thing. Yeah, yeah, and and I to some degree I see it in in the sense that there are we use it for different things. Um, we definitely we I have a bunch of minis that I use for one thing, and mine personal ones are the pros, and you know we've we've used a bunch of things, so it's it's I kind of get it, but it's still kind the of mini was not updated, was it? Uh, last year sometime. Yeah, but the, there was that, a rumor that they were going to update the Mini. I guess not. Oh, you know, not this time. And, and Andy's right. Like, the Mini is definitely one of the iPads that is, to use an Andy word, ecumenical. It is religious. Everybody <laughs> that has a Mini, don't give me nothing. I else. love my I Mini. I want my Mini. I love my it's Mini. Yeah. And I don't need an upgrade on my Mini. <laughs> to yeah, be honest. Min, mini going, is like the what? Converse Chuck Taylors back in the day. Chuck Taylors, for certain people were religion like yeah. i don't need all of these fancy shoes with these pumpings and straps i just needed chucks yeah and so to me the mini is much like chucks and it comes in all those colors and i use my pencil too and i charge it on the side of my ipad mini <laughs> yeah so there you're right there's a lot of skews there's the ipad mini from 499 the ipad from 329 the new iPad from four forty nine, the iPad Air from five ninety nine, and the iPad Pro from seven ninety nine. Too many yeah. SKUs. And, too and many. I, SKUs. Do, I, do I do think, think the iPad, what's the difference between an iPad and iPad Air? You know, yeah. that's going to confuse people in the yeah. stores. I, I, I think the I think the iPad Air needs to go. I don't. I don't. Yeah. I, 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 I see. So, I see so many situations which I would say, no, no, no. Just get the regular iPad and max it out. Don't spend the extra money on that. Yeah. Or I would say, oh, you know what? For you, spend the extra money and get the iPad Pro, even if you have to get like one that doesn't have that much storage on it, because you are absolutely going to absolutely going to adore that thing. I, it's it's hard to know where the iPad Air exists. Yeah, why pay 150 bucks more for an iPad Air? I don't. Yeah. I don't understand. Yeah, I think we said that release. when the regular came out. When the ninth gen came out, we said that right. the new one passed the Air, and that was almost a year ago. Well, of course, the Air has the M1 chip, but dirty little secret. <laughs> so is the A14 is the M1 chip. So I don't. <laughs> I don't know why. That's an interesting game Apple's playing with that. I, mean, I guess maybe the M1 has more cores or something. Or it's an interesting game. Uh, I would say, yeah, you don't need the air. It's got more muted colors. It's not as candy colored. Everybody's trying to figure out how to uh, survive. And Apple's decided that putting more gambling ads in the app store is really the way to, uh, to make wow. <laughs> that, that went really bad, really fast. <laughs> 
<laughs> like, like it was like, wow, did that, did that, that when you, you don't see Apple wipe out very often. Um, but a lot of us have been, you know, like, like that was just a complete wipeout. And, and it, and it's, uh, uh, yeah, because I watched it. I watched everyone getting really upset. I don't, you know, yeah. I just didn't, I didn't see very many of them, but I was just like, uh, um, but I was like, wow, people are really upset about this. And I think overall, Apple should just be out of ads. Like, I know that it's a growing market for them. They should not. Yes. Apple yeah, was, just, uh, yeah. Mark, the, I think, so I don't know why Apple changed their tune. By the way, they've now said we're going to put a pause on gambling ads. But they I think. Pause on ads. Yeah, well, they should, uh-huh. uh, but yeah. they're not. Uh, Marco Arment's tweet, I think. I'm guessing Marco has some pull over there. Now my app's know. product page shows gambling ads, which I'm really not okay with. Apple shouldn't be okay with it either. The App Store has corrupted such a great company so deeply they make so much from gambling and the manipulative in-app purchases, they don't even see the problem anymore. So here's this screenshot of being featured as the app of the day overcast. You might also like William Hill's sports betting, bet on football. Of course, everybody who listens to overcast wants to bet on football and horse racing. Uh, Apple realizing this was a black mark on their escutcheon. Yeah, back. but the, you, you, would, you would think that they would say... This, this 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 was not the, they this, it wasn't that they had this file of a thousand categories that they just dumped dumped into the ad system. It's like this was a this was a a considered act, and maybe at some point someone might have thought perhaps we should make sure that people can't we that people who are looking for uh, uh, mental health apps and apps that help you to quit addiction to gambling do not see ads for gambling apps. No, apparently not. It's this was well, that's a good uh, point too. Yeah. It, it's rare that, you, but I mean, Alex is spot on. This is it's rare that you see a cell phone like this from from Apple. A story that begins with, in retrospect, this was an obvious mistake. Yeah, I mean, yeah. You wanna, I mean when, the when question they say is, you like, what is their? They're trying to. They're a product company, right? They're a product company, and so the idea here is that they want people to be loyal customers, and yet these ads are not, not only cynical because you have to go to the app store. There's no alternative, and. They've already had, you know, they're taking money. They're extracting more money out of app developers by having them say, you know, they take their, their 30 or 15 in some cases percent. And then they say, but you know, if anyone wants to find your app, you got to take some of that 70 or 85% we gave you and you got to give it back to us so that we can make your thing visible, right? Like it's already kind of a racket and it wouldn't be yeah. so bad if there were alternatives, but it, because it's exclusive, it's the only place you can go. And with app tracking transparency, a lot of other app marketing has disappeared now. And so it's really the only place you can go. So it's already kind of gross. This is just like a layer. The fact that it's so lazy, that it's not really categorized, and it's just like selling to everywhere. You're butting into some place that you're not even relevant there, but we're going to put you there anyway, just you know, just to get your nose in the door here. And there's nobody, and I, I admit to having strong feelings about this because I spent the last like five years of my old corporate job as uh, arguing with salespeople who kept wanting to incremental, incrementally increase revenue by making the product worse. And I, and depending on who my boss was at the time, I was sometimes the only voice in the room saying, you're going to drive away our customers and our audience. And our customers are our audience. Our customers are not our advertisers. They are our audience. And without them, we're nothing. And I wonder sometimes, looking at Apple and the App Store in the modern day, if there's anybody there with a voice who can be heard to say, no to incremental revenue because it hurts the product. And this action is a sign that there isn't. 
Yeah. I, I have always thought the worst thing about the app store and, and approaching being disgusted by this is that I, as a consumer, I don't get to simply say, well, show me every text editor that you have. Well, no, we'll, we'll show you the, the, the top X of them. We'll show you once they're being promoted. We'll show you once they're being advertised. We don't care if you're willing to sit there and just scroll, scroll, scroll for two hours. It's it's if it's not something that Apple has in some way selected to be presented in front of you, you're just not going to find it and unless you unless you hit upon the magic keyword that will surface this thing that uh, that that you, that you didn't know you were looking for, but you're glad that you found you're kind of out of it. It's a terrible way to treat app developers. And it's, a, yeah. it's a terrible way to treat customers. And, and it's so corrosive because it gives Apple no it, Apple doesn't have any reason to make App Store search or other App Store algorithms better, right? Because Apple could theoretically make it so good that it's like, oh, you're, uh, we know about you because, of course, they can track you because it's all first party and therefore it's not uh, gross or creepy. And we know about you and we built an algorithm so we know what apps you're going to like. But if they do that, they kind of undercut their search business. So they just don't. And the search and the algorithms in the app store aren't very good. So it, it's corrosive on that way. And then Mar- um, John Gruber made a good point on Daring Fireball this week where he pointed out how the perception among members of the public is that all of those app store editorial stories where there's actually an editorial team at Apple who writes stories about apps that they think are cool and has nothing to do with paid placement. It's entirely editorial. I mean, it's marketing, right? Because it's the app store and it's Apple, but it's, it's entirely the decision of the people in app store editorial about what they want to feature. And everybody thinks those are ads. And that is another one of these side effects. But once you open the door to content in the app store being for pay, even when you create not for pay content, people just assume that somebody paid somebody to write this nice feature about them, even though that's not true. So there's so many knock on effects of Apple getting into the ad business, especially in the app store. I think they're all bad. And I think the question is, is it worth it? Is the extra incremental just, worth it? I just don't see how it is, but there's yeah. nobody to tell them no. It's just such a small amount of revenue and maybe they'll grow it into yeah. something. But the, the more it grows, the worse it will feel. You know, so, so the more successful they are, the more weird it's going to be. And, you know, especially when they're blocking other tracking and everything else, I completely agree that that is just like they it's so easy right now because they are a product company. They are not dependent on advertising for them to be above it. You know, to just say, hey, our environments are not that our environments don't do that. Um, and it's a it's a nice, clean quiet place when we recommend something to you it has nothing to do with money it has to do with this is the most likely thing that you'd like um you know they this is i i just feel like that's the apple that that should be the apple approach to this not um money grubbing well, which the, is what it feels the like the apple approach to it is just to keep it covert uh yeah. as uh, out says in our irc uh loot boxes are basically gambling uh, yep. Yep. and uh, that's how most apps make money. And Apple makes 30% on those loot boxes. Uh, sure it's did. just more covert, right? It's not as, not as obvious as an actual ad for a gambling yep. app. The NFL uh, advertises and now is a shares in gambling revenue from FanDuel and DraftKings. Um, and I think that's really tarnished their reputation, but get ready. You know, the station radio station I worked at in San Francisco just closed down. It's news talk in favor of a sports gambling format. This is the way the world is going. It's kind of the crapification of everything. I think the reason the app developers get so mad about this is that because the app store is their only home that they're allowed on the platform. And that means that basically, like if you're Marco Arment, your entire Overcast business is really built around the Overcast product page. Right. 
And it's not as if Apple comes to Marco and says, hey, Marco, can we put some ads on your page and we'll, sh- we'll cut you in for a rev share? No, no. Apple says we're going to just put anything we want, including stuff that you hate on your page and there's nothing you can do about it. And we get all the money and you have no recourse because you're trapped in our platform and there's no alternative to the app store. And that, it's like, again, is each one of those is it in itself like a little micro offense, but you put yeah. it all together and it's super offensive. Uh, back in August, Mark Gurman said this is because Apple advertising VP Todd Teresi began reporting directly to Eddie Q and that Teresi told Q, I'm going to increase our advertising revenue from $4 billion annually to billions in the double digits. I'm going to more than double it. Uh, and apparently Teresi has had free reign ever since. Um, yeah, somebody- and this was in the this was in the <laughs> the German newsletter which that said and it hasn't I don't know if it's happened yet they were gonna looking yeah. at ads in the uh, Maps app as well. Of course, Google right. already does that. So T- who, who's was- who's able to say T- no to that guy? And right now, I yeah. feel like nobody's saying no to that guy. Although this week or last week, maybe somebody realized you cannot give that guy free reign because I maybe. hate to I hate to make a villain of any person because I don't know what's going on on the inside. But I'm just going to come out and say it. I think this guy's a villain. I think this guy <laughs> has been his job is to do things that I think are fundamentally corrosive to Apple's products. And the question is not this guy. I mean, I can say he's a villain. He's doing his job. The problem is, who's his boss? Is it Eddie Q? Uh, who is Eddie Q? Okay with the junkifying of all of Apple services? Is Tim Cook? Who is there to weigh what this guy wants to do in terms of bringing in incremental, small amounts in most cases of revenue, and weigh it against how much worse the product? Yeah, but is. if it gets and to ten billion a year, it's not that incremental. It's not. Well, I mean, <laughs> all right, let, let's let's see it though. But it's it's incremental compared to the iPhone, right? Like. Yeah. Uh, this is the this Apple is, doesn't need yeah. to do it is your point Does whether not it's incremental no, or not it. they don't need to do it yeah but, but also what what I find a little bit suspicious is that obviously Apple didn't talk about the ad revenue business ad, ad part of their business during the act majority of the call he Tim was asked specifically about it during the Q&A by an analyst and he parried the hell out of it he said well uh, privacy is a fundamental right uh, but we're not doing anything that steps away from the blah, blah blah uh and our specific advertising business is not large and relative to others and so forth i'm not that's not me that is actually his uh, yeah. not not large we're not facebook and, we're not but, google but we but we don't release the exact numbers on it but it's clearly not large well if it's a multi-billion dollar part of your business Maybe you should, and someone asks you specifically, like uh, asking, are there any metrics, any vectors you can talk about to give us a sense of how big those businesses uh, are? Yeah, it's suspicious that he parried the hell out of that one. The only other one that he parried off, interestingly enough, were questions about uh, Apple's labor relations. So uh, make of that. Also not the uh, best record in the world. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. Well, you know, Apple's a, look at, this is, I've said this for a long time. Apple's a corporation. They're not your buddies. Of course, well, and, they're and not your friends. They they have a fiduciary responsibility to the stakeholders to profit, to make profit. And I think to some degree, we've really set it up in this country that uh, there is a there is actually a, a a bit of discord between companies whose incentives are to make money and customers who say, "Well, what about us?" And a lot of times, what companies do to make money does not serve the customer, but but, but I think that's that, their, I think not that, their incentive. I think the argument is that they could pro- they may 
whatever they make with the advertising, it may cost them more money in the long run. So even from yep. a stockholder position, I would hope they would think that, but they don't losing think some of the shininess of, of the platform, yes, you know, just by having a shinier platform and a quieter platform will probably make them more than the advertising will. It's just an unforced error. It's it, they need somebody like Jason Snell did at his magazine <laughs> to step forward and say, no, no, <laughs> well, that, that's look, it's so hard to turn down extra money. And I, I get it. And so, and especially I will say when you're at a, a tech uh, magazine company in the 2010s, uh, you're in a way more dire financial yes, straits than Apple right. is. Right. But <laughs> even there, like even there, you, it's so hard to turn down more money, right? Because the answer is what, what they'll say to you is the ad salespeople like this guy will say, but it's just more money. There's no downside. There's more money. And the answer is there is no such thing as a free lunch. There is there always is a downside, a downside. Yeah. but it, it, the downside is the bigger picture and you need someone who sees the bigger picture. And yeah. that's, and that's why, again, I can't really demonize this guy who I already called a villain because he's doing his job. The problem is who gave him his job, who, who gave him his incentives to do his job and who is looking at what he does and evaluating whether it makes sense for Apple's business as a whole. And I get the feeling that up to now they basically let him do whatever he wants. And, and somebody needs to say, Todd, that's off limits. Yeah. And I don't yeah. think anybody has yet. That's that's leadership where you're taking the holistic yeah. view of the company, not just this bottom line uh, revenue. We, you know, we, right. we deal with the same thing. You know, uh, most every time I've worked in radio, you take every advertiser walks in the door. Doesn't matter how sh horrible they are. <laughs> yeah. uh, and and when I started Twitter, I said no. Look, I really would like to make sure that I, I would like to say no to advertisers. I want to yeah. make sure that we only have ads that I can legitimately endorse. And that's a hard, especially when companies are troubled. That's a hard line to hold. It is it is brutal to be the person who says, let's not take this check that this guy is handing us. Yeah. yeah. But I'm that's why fortunate. you have to be adult enough to have the yeah. big picture thing, which is like, what does this do to my business if I take this right. check? Does it make my product worse and my customers who are my listeners or readers or viewers or whatever or, or iPhone users less happy? Right. And does that have a knock on effect that I need to worry about big picture? Because right. the salesperson is in, in their incentive is to sell because they get a probably a commission, right? There's right. probably even a percentage attached to it. Their job is not to think. It's like they're like a shark. Well, not only that, somebody's cracking a whip saying sell more, sell more, sell yeah. more. So yeah, it's not their job. They're to, not incentivized. To, to say, Wait. No, no. And it's the job of management to say, OK, not yes. that one. And thank yes. God I have Lisa who understands when and she and I have approval on every advertiser. She understands you know, sometimes we're going to say no to advertisers. Sometimes we we go, whew, there was a company about eight, nine, ten months ago that wanted to uh, do, um, they wanted to sell Bitcoin in your 401k. <laughs> and I said, I don't think we want to do that one. <laughs> Thank God. <laughs> Alex is getting tea, so, you know, we're all. Jason got the email, but didn't open the email. Andy, Andy was there. Andy was trying we can switch if you want to try it. Um, Andy gets the gold medal for today. Andy does. Get the Thank gold you very much. Alex is back here now. I try okay. to be a healthy person who doesn't check his email all the time. Alex, we've, we're trying Zoom ISO. So if you've nice. got the email you got from a John. Oh, okay. So let me. Let me want uh, us to go over there? I didn't see that. I'm oh, happy to go over there if, if we yeah, want to. Me too. What we're going yeah. to do is ha is have you log off this link. Yeah. 
Yep. And you'll all be okay. logging into the same link this time. Yes. Oh, that's Yeah, so we should see each other all there. So I'll like log out of this one. Okay. okay. Here we go. See you. Okay, we're going to do it. Let's <laughs> that do it. was a great placement for that sticker. You should leave we're it. We're doing it live. We're doing it live. <laughs> that was right. pretty funny. I'm going to let John work the magic. He knows what he's doing. I don't. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just here. I'm going to hang out with Leo. We're going to. Uh, so we're going to move over to Zoom ISO. Yes. And I have to do some stuff on my end, too, I realize. So. So the video goes from an M1 Mac Mini to Zoom ISO, which is that software or hardware? Software. software, into a Razer Core X external GPU enclosure, which contains a Black Magic DeckLink Duo 2, mm. which uh, then converts it into a form that our video hub can use. Now, audio is more complicated because we uh, use AES and a live wire with the Axia system. So we go Mac Mini, Zoom ISO into emerging technology virtual audio device for Mac that does the AES, and that sends that into our Axia AES-X node, and from there into live wire. So the audio change... So many technical terms. Totally makes very, sense. So it's I'm very getting, Totally understood that. Audio-wise, they're coming through. I'm going to wait for John I'm to get, get the video up. Okay. He had to walk back and forth between buildings. You're, he's over in building two is where all the stuff is. Ooh, building two. I didn't know there was a building two. Carrying like carrying packets. Yeah, carrying room. packets on a flash drive. That's <laughs> is that out past the problem? bathroom? <laughs> yeah. yeah, building right, I'm gonna, two. I'm gonna check something with I like that, though. Building two. I'm here observing as a third party. Oh, I have, and I have hidden non-video participants. That's nice. Yeah, just to ignore them. Who cares about those guys? Forget that. Recording them. in progress. Oh, my God. You have to say that? Recording, Recording in progress. You can actually have to legally turn, do that. You can turn the voice the off in, the, in your Zoom settings in your account. Alex knows all of, all about this. He's the one who's... Uh, who's... Pull up. Pull up. Pull up. <laughs> stall. 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 So now we can all see each other. It's, it's yeah, now when somebody else is talking and I'm picking my nose, you're going to see oh, it. Oh, you get so a different enjoy that. Okay. I'm looking around. Yeah, exactly. Oh, that's interesting. So now our guests, our uh, panelists will see a four box. What will they see? Yep. Yeah. Yeah, we see a four box. We're seeing a four box. <laughs> okay. So, now, so, so basically, uh, note to self, okay. Andy, the next, the, ne- the next time like you want to go at someone's, uh, realize that people can actually see you. So don't no, do that. Andy's frozen for me. <laughs> He's frozen for me, too. Andy's yeah. On my end, I'm seeing Alex and Jason. Though, so, oh, okay, hang on. You're frozen at my end too. I'm, uh, I'm gonna. So there. Just hang up and do it again. It probably is. The... Right, yeah. Andy's frozen. Okay, hang on. Leaving and coming back. But you should also notice. Are you doing S- and you're doing SDI out? No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Yeah. So the you'll hopefully notice that the color and the frame rate is better. I hope than doing a screen scrape. Yes. Okay. Sweet. Yeah, two or three. We're living the dream here. And and now yeah, it, and the main thing, the main reason I wanted to do this is to eliminate that audio latency issue. Yeah. 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 And now they it's can all, you can all talk at the same time and everything, right? Like that. Yeah. Yeah. Not that we would. No, no of course people. not. Oh, heaven course for Fen. Oh, come on, man. There we go. Andy I hear you. And he's there. His okay. Moving, You're very close. He's moving. You can see me, but I can't see me for some reason. Uh, I don't know if we can see you. All I see is, uh, a little... yeah, right now, um, it's it's coming in. Um, not correct. Uh, John take... is John is doing something real quick though. Does it take a while to uh, sync up or something? Or you can't see me. 
You can't see me. Oh, this is interesting. So we're not seeing the Leo one shot. We're seeing the Leo's feed is the live show feed. I see. Yes, that's right. So and we'll know when we're on. You need, to know, yeah. you need to have a live show feed. Yeah, that's and so good. make a note of that in your mind that that's what the audience is seeing, so that you know you know you can pick your nose because only Andy and Alex will see it. Yeah, now. that's right. They don't care. They don't. They're they're They've with been me. There. Yeah, they that's know what, what we do. Like to have in, bugs in your nose. Do you, you gotta get them it? out? Yeah, in, in office hours we we you know, have another participant that's program. You know, that's in. That we use. That we I guess that's what in. we're doing. We have a program participant. I'll zoom ISO. Yeah. Mm. So can you? See, you still can't see me. No, we see. Oh, can you? Oh, okay. and you're just going to send it back see to us as the show. You? Yeah, yeah, that's we fine. We don't have a seventh okay. participant. The participant is the show. In other words, yeah. I don't get a. Seven. Got it. Okay. Yep. I was seeing. Got, I was. I was seeing. Yeah, I was seeing a blank square that says Zoom ISO, and I, I assumed that it was like my lack of video. But okay, that's fine. It feels snappier already. What do you? Okay. So now we're not hearing. We're not hearing Andy or Andy or Alex right now. Any sure had fun. And Alex, if we're to talk right now. Yep. Right, should be good now. Of my good and plenty, Charlie says. Really rings the bell. Ding. Charlie says. Love my good and plenty. Don't know any other candy that I love so well. Hey, we're having, we're having a Zoom rave. What is that coming from? Zoom boxing. Well, I'm not talking into the mic. It's a little, it's like a Leo audio loop that's happening. It's all in my mind. I'm still at home. Twitter. With Mastodon, Mastodon. running all over my body. Social media rots your brain. Dynasty. <laughs> Out here in the perimeter, there are no stars. This is Out here, we are TV. stones. <laughs> Immaculate. Ty's going to like this. This is the end. Beautiful <laughs> friends. The end. Texas. I'll tell you about Texas radio. I don't know all. All the doors I know. Oh, we got color bars. We got movie sign. And now you got color bars. Wow. Now I, I can even, see ourselves. Now there's a web page. I, I don't see what you're seeing. I've got rhythm. I got music. I got my gal who could ask for anything more. We're going through the ages with the Backbreak Weekly Crew. Yes, it's back to 1942. Old man trouble. I don't mind him. Little Busby Berkeley. Now everybody has to do the Busby Berkeley kaleidoscope move. Bill, 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 Bill. The man said, "Bill, Bill, 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 Bill." Is your name was Bill? Okay, you guys are you, Bill, Bill, are Bill, you Bill, hearing Bill. echoes? Do you all sound okay? Echoes on any end? And there. Can you hear us at all? Can you hear us? Shock the monkey! I guess no. they can't hear me. So that's a problem. Shock the monkey! <laughs> when I run. <laughs> Can you hear us now? Can you hear me? Can anybody hear me? Can you hear us now? 
Don't you know you're gonna shock the monkey? We got there. Oh. 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 It don't have to be beautiful <laughs> to turn me on. I just need your body, baby. From dusk till dawn. Hello? Hello? Can you, you hear don't us? Can you hear need us? experience. <laughs> If, if you can hear out. me, I want you all to sing you gotta Purple leave it Rain. All up to me. I'll show you what it's all about. Mm. You mm. don't have to be rich to they be my girl. You don't have to be cruel to rule my track. world. Ain't no particular sign I'm all compatible with. I just want your extra time and your... Kills. Yes. <laughs> we can definitely hear each other. I think I'm going to dance now. <laughs> How many songs Where can we sing to one or <laughs> Rule my world. I says they rule my world. Uh, At your age, mama. Your age. Not your shoe size. Maybe we can do the twirl. You don't have to watch Dynasty. Older reference. <laughs> you guys. Oh man, wow. this is this is the greatest talent. Can you hear assembly. us? Assembly. I think we created our uh, Christmas special. You cannot exactly. hear. Them. They can't hear us. See, not not they everyone who's everyone who, who's joined Club Twit. Huh? They are getting their seven dollars. We're gonna go back because we can't do it. With, with this. I They're think. loving this. Okay, <laughs> at least somebody is. So hang up. <laughs> And go back. How do I tell what them to go back? To Remember when we were just going to do the show the regular way? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yes. We're going to go back. So we're going back. So Leah, Leah, we're going to do charades. Uh, yeah, you're, go we're back. going back. Go back. Going back to the, go back. the old way. All right. Go back. Here we go. Talk about your troubles. It's a dying sin. Go back. Ride go back. a painted pony <laughs> like the spin hey, David Clayton speed. Thomas. Go back. <laughs> <laughs> and that's Mac Break Weekly. Now get back to work because break time is over. We finally did get Zoom ISO working, but it, that was an interesting uh, journey. Uh, we have not burst into song again ever since, but maybe in 2023. Thank you so much for joining us all year long and for this special best of uh, Mac Break Weekly. Thanks. To our wonderful panelists, of course, Renee Ritchie, who uh, left us this year, but he's we, he was on Twitter a couple of weeks ago. He's doing great as the uh, MTV, no, YouTube uh, TV creator liaison. He's doing a great job there. Of course, we welcomed Jason Snell this year, and it was great to have him on the panel. Alex Lindsay, uh, the wonderful uh, Andy Anako, and then uh, quite a few other uh, visitors uh, from all over, like Doc Rock. It's been really a great time, I think, doing Mac Break Weekly, and I look forward to another great year in 2023 i thank you all for joining us i hope you're having a wonderful holiday season and we'll see you with a brand new mac break weekly january 6th bye bye oh i forgot to say get back to celebrating because break time is over hey we should talk linux it's the operating system that runs the internet but your game consoles cell phones and maybe even the machine on your desk you already knew all that what you may not know is that TwitNow is a show dedicated to it, the Untitled Linux Show. 
Whether you're a Linux pro, a burgeoning sysadmin, or just curious what the big deal is, you should join us on the Club Twit Discord every Saturday afternoon for news, analysis, and tips to sharpen your Linux skills. And then make sure you subscribe to the Club Twit exclusive Untitled Linux Show. Wait, you're not a Club Twit member yet? Well, go to twit.tv slash club twit and sign up. Hope to see you there.